Welcome to Moralia Python Radio with your hosts, Eric Burke and Owen McIntyre. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Moralia Python Radio. And I guess we're having a little bit of technical difficulties. I have Matt here with me, but we don't have Owen quite yet. And uh, he's just, uh, I don't know what's going on with him. <laughs> he's being Owen. <laughs> Um, let's see, I'm trying to get him hooked up, but anyway, uh, tonight we are talking to, uh, Matt Minotola from Philly Herp, and we're going to be talking about reptile equipment, uh, you know, the whole new Facebook thing of like the bands of, uh, uh, ads for animals and the 2019 season, Owen's going to just call in straight in, so. There he goes. Yeah, cool. <laughs> cool. So what's up, man? How you been? <laughs> uh, pretty good. Pretty good. It sucks because I guess all yesterday, but my allergies just kicked in today. I was working and cutting <laughs> cutting weeds. So oh, I'm geez. sneezing. My, you know, I got, I'm scuffed up. It's it's all good though. Oh, uh, <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think, yeah. I I think I actually have him real quick. It's, I think this is him. Yeah, see if you can get him on. Owen? No. This is crap. I hear him. (laughs) I hear him. (laughs) It's old school. (laughs) This is some bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) It's not my fault you're using uh, (laughs) shitty equipment or something. I don't know. What's going on? You can dial in or what? No, blog talk, it's it's black. It says the show doesn't start till 1 a.m. 1 a.m.? That's what it says. That's what it, that's what it says in the invite. It's 1 a.m. and everything's dark. I don't even have a countdown to when the show starts on that thing. Oh. It's just oh. dead. Good Maybe Lord. because it's Wednesday. The whole thing yeah. is all over the place. We screwed it up, man. It, we it, screwed it up. It literally <laughs> says show starts at 1 a.m. I got because normally I have a countdown to when the show goes on. The air yeah. is a clock. That's not working. It's dead. It's nothing. And then I'm like, I'll call in with Skype. It's like, do you have Skype credit? I'm like, what? no. We're like, you know, just call, fucking push the button. No. <laughs> nope. uh, Wouldn't let me do that either. Okay. Well, it sounds like 2012, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. What's up, man? How you been? <laughs> You're crap. Everything's crap. <laughs> Did you enjoy your Tuesday um, off? No, now if we're gonna do this <laughs> shit, if I gotta, I gotta sound like morons all over again. Uh, we're all good. We're all good. <laughs> and I'm sitting here, and I'm like, I'm like, Eric, just send me another one. And you're like, I did. And my my email's like, no, he didn't. Like it's just like not. It's, it's the second invitation never showed up. So uh, we yep. suck. <laughs> Maybe it's coming. We now. do. I don't know. <laughs> That's, it's, anyway, I done, so I'll quick push the button. <laughs> Yeah, keep the eye out for it. You want me to try again? I can I do will. it while we're talking. Yeah. You know? no. Fire through again, and then if it comes in, I'll duck out and duck back in in the right way. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> what you been up to, man? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Um, actually, I was talking with uh, Keith McKeek all for a little bit yesterday and then a bunch today about uh, – my current caging situation and stuff like that. Okay. 
Well, perfect. We're well, talking yeah. uh, equipment tonight, so that that should fit in uh, oh, quite good. nicely. <laughs> like, like the equipment that you use for a podcast that, you know, is going <laughs> so Dude, well. we don't care about that. <laughs> yeah, not that equipment. Yeah, not that equipment. Shit. Yeah, no, no one We're, cares about that. Yeah. Yeah. We're old school, man. We don't we don't worry about sound quality. That's for for Knuckleheads. <laughs> that's for so. That's for cool podcasts like Port City Pythons. You know they 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 Ooh. care about blowing out their uh, shots fired listeners' ears. Oh yeah, well. shit! <laughs> yeah, that's not even cool, man. <laughs> I know. Um, anyway. So so uh, but yeah. it's like I was talking. You know, I was talking to you guys about you know getting. PVC plastic boards for uh, redoing my cages or building cages and stuff like that. And, and then I kind of remembered that Keith builds all his cages straight out of wood for his bull and I and all his other stuff. So I, I really wanted to talk to him about, you know, is it safe? Cause I was always told wood cages could be um, like stuff can leach out of the wood and hurt the animal. And what does he do to make them safe? So from talking to him, he gave me a bunch of stuff to do. He gave me all this other stuff that, 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 that he uses to seal up all his cages to make sure that they're safe and that they don't like puff up and get wet and fall apart or disintegrate on you. And he's telling me that he used cages. He's been using some of his cages for like 10, 15 years now. So, Maybe even longer than that. So it all sounded like I think longer. I think longer than that. Yeah. Yeah, I I think he had them longer than that. He said twenty. I mean, it's. I was trying to give Keith the benefit of the data, not being that old, but whatever. Um, It. It was really kind of cool because I, I I always we we've been talking a few times about like reptile myths that we kind of feel dumb that we believed when we first started, like right feed the snake outside of the cage and crap like that. And <laughs> wood cage, uh, it's, it's like wood cages. It goes right up there with, this is crap that, you know, you don't need to believe. So I, whatever. So, yeah. So I'm looking at so that. You're going wood. I'm probably going to just because it's like at the end of the day, it's going to be 150 bucks a cage. Break it down. You know, and what's the size of the cage? Six eight foot, foot by six foot. Are you doing uh, six foot? Six footers? Yeah, six. Uh, yeah, six by twenty-four by twenty-four. Yeah. Okay. So, so. Yeah, because you're you're looking off the top of my head. I don't know exact prices, but it's definitely like four hundred and forty, four hundred and fifty bucks for like six foot cages yep. usually. And that might yep, be even for shipping. So. Yeah, that's that's a lot. I mean. Yeah, definitely helps when you make stuff. But if you yeah, and if you have someone that knows what they're doing, like I said, I I I'm lucky enough to be the Keith's house uh, a few times, and right. his cages there's there's no warping, they look perfect. So I I think if you do a wood cage, there's just a lot of people that throw it together. They don't do the correct things. I know I personally don't know what to do with a wood cage. I'm not good with all that stuff. So mine would probably warp and, and swell and be garbage in mm-hmm. a couple of days. Um, well, not a couple of days, a couple of years, but um, like I said, I, I really do. I know someone else that said he thinks Keith had them for like 25 plus years, some of them, he, and he throw them right into the wall, so he can't even move them around. It's like if he wants to eliminate them, I think he'd have to rip them out of the wall. So he had to do a real good job on them, and he still got them, and he still got them going. 
I believe. Hmm, right. I know he changes room up a lot. So well, that's cool. I think I'm uh, I'm addicted to cages now because I'm like I said, <laughs> Mac Mac came over and helped me set up the diamond python cages. And dude, it's pretty right. sweet. <laughs> I'm and like you don't even have lights the... in them yet. I'm telling. Once you have lights in them, you're gonna you're it's gonna be ridiculous. You're gonna love it because right. it's it just makes it a world of difference when you got lights in the cages. Yeah, you can just yeah. sit back and watch the animal. I was like, wow, breeding would be super easy, man, because I can see what they're doing. <laughs> You know? I, don't have to, I don't have to stick my face right in there. I can just kind of poke in and be like, oh, there you are. Yeah, it's cages. Once you get cages, it just makes everything so much easier. You're like, I don't know why I even dealt with racks half the time. So, um, well, yeah, it depends I, on the species. It depends on the species. It does. <laughs> yeah. Let's not you get know. carried away. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, settle I, down I, over there, Owen. I, I th- <laughs> hey. Hey, I'm a retic guy now, okay? I have yeah. to have my, uh, Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I know you are. <laughs> I need, yeah. Wait, um, can I pause? Can I pause one second? I heard you're getting another right. retic, Owen. Is that is this I, true? What? Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> another retic? There's there's talks of another one. Did we got triggers? Whoa. <laughs> whoa. What are you at now? <laughs> One point three, right? Okay. I have, I have, I have no, one point two, right? One point two. Yeah. yeah. But and this is and this is how the shit starts because you know what? This is how it started with carpet python too. Is um, mm-hmm. is I originally go well, yeah, I'll take this male and I'll breed it to that female, and then after like a week or so, I'm like, well, if I bred those two together, he would really not play to her strength, and that is a disservice to that animal. And I'm like, so what I'll have to do is get a male that really plays to her. And that's unfortunate because now I need another board. So it's no triggers have been pulled. <laughs> so we have to do <laughs> first before we do anything like that. So, well, um, well, Rogue, Rogue Retic, that, that goes right off. That rolls right off the tongue, right? Rogue it rolls right off the tongue. <laughs> yeah. R.R. So, that's it. That's it. Get, that's it. Purge the Morelia. We're done. Get him out. I'm done. Uh, I can tell. No, I, I don't know if the Morelia falls first. It's going to be the Colubrids now. The skinny worms can't, you know, t- compared to the 20 foot beast. So you got to, you yeah. got to get rid of them little worms. It's a true story, skinny man. Skinny worms that take a crap every day. Yeah, exactly. That's going to get annoying real fast. So uh, are you are you going to get yeah. like tight shirts and shit, man, and start working out? You want me to send you to Mutton School of Academy of working out or what? <laughs> First, first off, first off, we all know how much I work out just by looking at me. Okay, that is not going to happen. Um, number one, number two, okay. I don't like Let's tight clothing, that so that's not going to work either. I will, I, and you know what? If I wear a baseball hat where the brim is like completely flat, I feel weird because that's not how it's supposed to be. It's supposed to protect <laughs> your eye. It's no. So I, I will be the worst dressed retic guy. I'm sorry. It's just going to have to be that way. So. There you go. Well, yeah, <laughs> we did get we did get a question already. Um, I wasn't paying attention to the chat, but uh, you would be best to answer this, uh, Matt. Um, how do short tails react to cages? Um, I heard they can get uh, messed up by walking by the cage. So I honestly have zero experience with short tails in cages, but I know lots of people that went. They went cage to rack 
and rack the cage. So anyone that has gone cage to rack um, says the racks were, they were just so much better. Um, their, their animals reacted so much better. Uh, they weren't as skittish and, and jumpy. And anybody that went uh, rack the cage said, yeah, I should have kept them in racks pretty much. I, I don't know too many people that are like, that was a great move. I mean, you can see them now, but they want to be, they don't want to be seen. They want to be hidden. Right. And they're just not the best at, it always just uh, occurred to me going in forward to go get them. And if they're facing you, even nice ones are going to get freaked out. So mm-hmm. opening a rack, you get to get behind them and scoop them up and, and go middle of the body rather than dig them out. I mean, they're definitely not good with, if you try to hook them out, they're, they're going to probably lose it, even good ones. I'm sure there's people that keep them in cage, in cages and uh, they do fine and they're, they're, mm-hmm. they're perfect. I, I will say just from having cages in my own room for other species, it does feel like cages hold humidity better. But they also just seem to hold uh, – when you've got to really clean a cage and short tails, they just – when they decide to finally go to the bathroom, it is a swamp. So right. the <laughs> clean up in a cage must be brutal. And, and I find when they go to the bathroom in a rack, they don't stink up as bad probably as if they were to be in a cage from what I smell my other snakes. So I can only imagine if they were in a cage for a day with all that fresh pee and, and, and crap what they're breathing in. But I mean, like I said, Keith actually did cages all the time for his adults. So he, mm-hmm. I mean, he might feel completely different. And I think he was fine with it. I don't think he ever used racks on breeder adults, but I know like talking to Lon, he went all cages and he was like, I'm pretty sure he had some, um, some, some Sumatran short tails where he said they were so easy to handle. And now they like strike at the glass and, and he got nailed a couple of times going in there. They just, they're not getting used to it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't. It's a preference, and if you're doing short tails to see them, I don't think you're going to see them because you should provide them a hide spot. If they're an adult or they're in a cage, I think you should provide them a hide box, and I don't think you're going to see them. Even if you don't, they're going to get under the paper most likely, or they're just not going to have a good time. They're going to sit in a corner, possibly strike and, and freak out a little bit. Um, but like I said, uh, Keith probably experienced the opposite because I think he always did cages and I didn't hear any horror stories from him, but I did hear it, it's more than a handful of people that told me, yeah, ra- um, racks were the way to go over cages for them. And, and I, like I said, I don't have any personal experience, but I do think racks are a lot better. Right. Yeah. I would think with that species in particular, right. I mean, they're not, um, they're not ever going up right i mean they might go no not I mean, like they would go up on a basking shelf or something like that right well, the, well they will they'll, they'll go up on there like so i have totes in my i have the big uh vision boa tubs for my bigger adults and there's okay. no room <laughs> i think they only go up there because it's so tight so if i leave the lid on them i have to take the lid out sometimes but if i take the lid off and they want to squeeze in they'll go under it but they'll cram themselves on top of this tote which has like nothing right. in there. The tote divots in a little bit. I actually right. had a girl, this was the, maybe the third time I had it happen. I had a girl lay eggs up there <laughs> and oh, I really? had to like <laughs> really take my, Oh, I had, Oh, they were like, when I, when I got the eggs out, nothing rolls, nothing smashed. Cause I mean, easily it can squeeze. I mean, she was around the eggs, but you can see the flat mark on the top and the flat mark on the bottom of all the eggs. Like they were just like totally like squared off on, on both sides. 
Um, wow. So that's scary. But, I mean, it, it's crazy when they wedge themselves up there. They just like to be hidden and, and in tight places. So, um, yeah, I don't think they're going to climb up. I don't think if you give them – I mean, if you give them a ledge, maybe you might catch them up there once in a while. But I think it's just they feel secure. So that's why they're, they're pinching in and they're climbing up on something. Yeah, right. and, I, you know, my tubs are clear. They're, like, semi-clear. They're, they're, I guess they're opaque. But I, I feel like I put the tote box towards the front, so it gives half of it cover, coverage. So they don't even have to be in the tote. They could just be behind the tote on the hot side if they want or in the tote to hide. And nine out of ten times mm-hmm. when I show people, I open the tub, and then I open another tub, which is the tote to show them. They're almost always in there. <laughs> they're never, like, right. usually out. So, right. yeah. They just they okay. like that, and I can I can only imagine in a cage, you kind of have to give them something to hide behind, blackout, half of the glass, something. But they like all their, their they like all their their body to touch sides of something too. So if you just blacked out the glass, you know you're still giving them a bunch of room. They want to they want to wedge into something. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. You think maybe that's why they go up high is or on top of the bins? It's like yeah, they just want to wedge in. Crap, like wedge in, yeah. Yeah, they just want to squeeze yeah. into something. You know, I think I think they burrow and they probably have dirt just sitting on top of them heavy in the wild as far as I'm, I'm I understand from some things or or the you know, the the plant the the oil palm plants or whatever must be heavy brush and they just sit there and ambush and it, maybe it's weighted and they just feel real secure under all that stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Wasn't it you that sent me the video or sent us the video of uh some guy finding a, a short tail, but like, he, I don't even know how they found it. It was just like covered. Yeah. He was digging completely. Him, he was digging yeah. out of dirt. Like he was, he lifted something and there were like four or five big dark Borneos on like a, a plantation. And some of right. them, he appeared to just like grab them by the head. Cause I, he probably was like a skin trader just removing them. And I mean, you see him, he had to like pull and then like a clump of dirt would come out, you know, <laughs> like a bunch of, a bunch of dirt right. would come out. And, um, yeah, they were like under there, under there. So it was pretty crazy. Huh. That's cool. <clears throat> All right. So I don't know. What do you? So what do? You, what do you guys want to hit first? Well, let's let's do this. How's your season going so far, Matt? Uh, it, it's good. Um, I, I, I like I was telling you yesterday. I was complaining early on. Some of my early clutches. I had a lot of. Uh, this was a weird year, wasn't? a ton of slugs. It was a lot of infertile eggs. So infertile eggs get you excited at first appearance because it looks like a good egg and then you candle it and you're mm-hmm. like, oh, it's not in there. <laughs> and <laughs> for the first couple, you think maybe I'm missing it and you keep them in there and within like two days, they're green and soggy. So then you just go, yeah. oh, I'm not going to keep the infertiles. I'm not, I'm not missing it. <laughs> it's not a mess right. up. They're infertile. Um, right. I used a lot of uh, first time smaller males to uh okay. to females that went before and it seems like the more rookie males threw a lot of infertile eggs and then I went with the more rookie females, first time females to seasoned males and I got big full clutches out of them. So it was the first half of the year everything went early, it was all the young male stuff and I was getting a lot of infertiles, some slugs, uh very small clutches out of big girls. I was surprised. And then at the end of the year, I've, I've been getting some big clutches. And, you know, my incubator's full. Uh, some of the tubs only have six eggs, eight eggs, five eggs. That's that's a little bit for short tails. But, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm, I'm not looking to make 150. I like doing a lot of animals to get all the variety. But I, I, I do wish they only did 10 or 12 so I can do so many females and get a, a big 
wide variety, but uh, I'm able to do a whole bunch of females. Sometimes that, that doesn't happen. This year, um, some of the clutches I could have used more, uh, some I could have used less, but, you know, you can't, can't get everything you want. So it, it's going pretty well. That's cool. What's your uh, most anticipated clutch? Or pairing, I should oh, say. So, uh, so this the girl that laid, she laid last night. She laid me 18 good. It was her first year. She was a, she was a pretty decent-sized girl. 18 good, one slug. She's like a white wall, super stripe athlete, real real light color, perfect stripe, um, real, really, really nice female. And I bred it to a, uh, a male I had for a while. He's a super stripe het athlete. Um, just a really nice stripe too. They both got really bright uh, orange head coloring, and nice. just excited to see what comes out of that. Aquas, white walls, or just the striping that's going to come out of that. It should be really, really fun to see. Cool, that's awesome. I love those uh, yeah orange heads, man. God damn, that's nice. <laughs> oh, and and I got a really exciting red clutch. Um, so I had. Uh, I got this um, red stripe from Ashley Baker. She's a, she doesn't have a, a whole bunch of animals, but every animal she has is like top notch. So her and okay. her, her and her boyfriend or fiance, I believe, or, or maybe husband now Ed, they have such a mm-hmm. nice collection. It's not huge, but everything they have is top notch. Well, I was able to get a striped uh, red off of her. That's possible head albino and possible head hypo. Hypo gene works weird in blood, so I don't even know. But this this stripe color the, the color of this male is just weird and he's awesome looking some of the offspring have big wide stripes i'm definitely shooting for that and um i bred her to my vpi stripe line female who is also she's she proved out head albino she was a pot head albino so i actually don't care for the albinos to come out so much although that'll be cool i just want to see what what kind of red stripes come out of this i'm, I'm pretty excited about that i think i got 12 or 14 eggs out of that so that's that should be pretty oh, sweet nice yeah. Nice. Nice. And you don't, yeah, pretty you the hypo is what? Not, it's like, is it like a Borneo gene? Like, does it work like that? Is it polygenic? <sighs> you know what? <laughs> Who knows? I'm, I'm, I'm actually, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty ignorant to the, to the red hypo gene. I, I mean, VPI seems to produce them and they come out here and there, but I don't know if anyone really locked down exactly how it passes or, or anything like that. Uh, or even, there's some animals out there, like the, the animal I got from her and some of her animals, they could possibly be somewhat hypo. They look different than most reds. So I don't even know. I, you know, I don't even know. I, I should get more into that. Um, but I even hear red people that just focus on reds. I don't think they know how the hypo gene really passes or works so much. So um, hopefully everything comes out. Like if you hear about sun glow bloods, they're awesome right. looking. I think that has to do with hypo and all that stuff, but they just, they randomly occur or, you know, I, I guess I'm not the best to talk about all them because that's kind of them genes because I don't really know what's going on with them. Right. So I don't right. want to get uh, someone slamming their keyboard no. right now, you know. I'm sound like no. Owen's <laughs> talking about blood. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Owen knows. And I, and I read them. Nothing about bloods, all right? We're, we're not even going to yeah. pretend that one. I mean. <laughs> I'm, better, I'm, better, I'm better off covering Borneo genetics, which are – uh, you know, you know how they are. They're they're just insane. Yeah. I'm better off covering them than some of the weird red red blood genes. So most and of them are recessive and and incomplete dominant and dominant. But some of them are just a little bit odd. Or maybe I'm just coming off of uh, old school knowledge and and I didn't you know I, I just didn't hear the right stuff yet or I'm not looking in the right places. Gotcha. Gotcha. And Borneos and bloods are different. So 
There are different. That's my Borneos. So you okay. got to stop saying I'm going to make T negative Borneos because there there is one Nindo, but promise. they're not I, over here. I cannot <laughs> promise those things. I can, you know, it's just it's going to have to be. Well, it's been gonna how start, many years now? I don't know. I'm going to just start telling people you you skipped that on that male retic and you're deciding to throw your white lips in there with that retic. So I'm going to start <laughs> saying that kind of stuff. Hey, if I'm throwing my Timor, I'm throwing my Timor with the piebalds. I'll make piebald Timor ticks. You know, he, he's yeah. not trying to breed his rough scales together. He's trying to make a rough scale retic. That's what I last I, I heard. He's doing oh, oh, when people ask about. I want a 25 foot <laughs> bumpy snake. That's all I want. Dude, I you know you it. would be in heaven with a 25 foot uh, rough scale. No, no, no. That is a line I refuse to cross. Right. Could you imagine the teeth on that thing? Holy mm-hmm. shit. <laughs> the, head, the head scale shield would be massive. It's like, oh, and he'll send us a picture of his hand that's like gnarled to shit. And he's like, I don't know what went wrong. <laughs> yeah, we should, we should stop talking. We're probably giving people ideas. People are probably throwing uh, rough scales in what we take as we speak. Uh, Excellent. Okay. Oh, and did you get any more eggs? I got nothing. <laughs> nothing. It's been a horrible year. Yeah, um, man. I I have one female that might go, and it's the jungle female to the jungle male that I got from uh, Joe and Melissa that's on loan over here. Um, okay. But you know she's due beginning of May. After that, dude. I, but the only saving grace I got is that both my brittle females refuse food. So, okay, this might be a might be a bread lie year for Owen. <laughs> but it's like other than that, dude, I got nothing. You know, it was funny. Yeah. Uh, this is oh, go ahead, Matt. No, no, I was, I was just saying that would be cool having brettles. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, it's. It, it it would be it'd be nice, especially because one of them is with the stonewash. But you know, uh, and I burned through all the bread lie I hatched out last year because they, you know, people like bread lie. I think they're the one that people will buy just to have as a pet because it gets to be a big red snake that you could you know you have to drop a brick on it to kill it. So people kind of want them as pets. Um, but it's. It'd be nice to have some other stuff going on over here, you know. It's like it would be kind of cool, but you know, yeah. everybody has a bad year every now and then. I was uh, when we were when we were building the cages yesterday, right? We put the diamond python in the cage, and he's cruising the cage, like cruising it hard, he's dying for a girl. <laughs> but I didn't. It didn't even dawn on me. Like I'm like, I wonder why he's. It's like he didn't eat, and like I wonder what's going on. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> You idiot! <laughs> I love like, how you're like, I'm not weird. He's not eating and going all over the place. What does this mean? Like you haven't seen it a million times. I know, but you don't see it now. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, true. Help, you know, <laughs> that's right. He's a you used spring to breeder. that in November, right? You know. Yeah. And I'm like, oh shit, that's a spring breeder. Okay, all right. See, I I get it. I get it now. All right. So uh, before we move into the equipment stuff, um, I'm curious what your guys' thoughts are on the new uh, – it seems like everybody on Facebook is talking about the fact that <laughs> the end of days. every group is getting deleted. <laughs> There's no for sale. You know, I've heard that even pages that are putting it up are getting deleted. Um, 
Wow. I don't know. That's yeah. Well, like if you're putting up uh, for sale. Well, think about it this way, guys. Have you gone through your Facebook and seen how many of the groups and pages you're a member of have changed their name? I think most of the for sale ones have changed the name. No, I noticed. I went to my groups and just saw the, you know, empty space. There was a lot of empty space. So I think some definitely got deleted. And, yeah, I did, yeah. I did see some name changing. So. Well, look at it this way. It's no longer the Carpet Python classifieds or something like that. I think it's just Carpet Python discussion or something like that. And uh, uh, the it's PA Reptile Carpet Classified. Python fan club. <laughs> <laughs> it's Carpet Python fan club. That's so horrible. Um, yeah. But And then we have uh, – the PA reptile classifieds is just mm-hmm. a big PA reptile or something like that. It the right now, what they're trying to do is they're trying to change the name to avoid being caught. Um, because, and this is something that, you know, this is not new news. Weren't they threatening no. to remove all kinds of, you know, well, well, animal sales off Facebook? Exactly. So yeah. I'm sorry. It's they always finally caught. <laughs> they finally it's got always- <laughs> Well, I think what happened is, from what I and I don't know if this is true or not because I, I didn't do any research into it. But from well, from what I've from what I've read, um, you know, there was a classified group, and people were talking shit in it, you know, and arguing with each other. Somebody reported somebody, and they came along and said, "Oh, wait, what's this? Delete." <laughs> and then the that waterfall for of one, but oh. They just started looking, I guess. I don't know. Well, I don't know how they do it. I thought it was like an algorithm that there were certain things yeah. that they would pick up on. And, you know, as soon as they see, you know, and I think that's so they, why people were like changing it to write, instead of writing like $300 plus shipping, they would put like, spell it out, $300. Three oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or three space O space O or something yeah, like I that. Don't, yeah. I don't think that was, I don't think that was working like people thought it was. I just think they got relaxed on not looking around yeah. as much or cracking down because yeah I don't I don't it's not like a robot I don't think checking this yeah. stuff so I mean someone well, sees I, three double space zero double space zero they know it's three hundred dollars or spelling it out you know right you know I think that it was I think maybe Facebook updated its algorithms and they did update it with things to look for and now all this shit is like you said it's waterfall. You know, they're finding it, and they're going to delete it, and they're going to take it off. Now, what I love is that everyone's like, what will we do? I'm like, there were reptile sales before Facebook, guys. Like, yeah, it's yeah. okay. <laughs> it's Wait, like, we're not going to go back to the day. There were reptiles before Facebook? What? Wait, what? Yes, Eric. <laughs> and there were these things called forums. They were a magical land. Um, but uh, it's, you know, but uh, we're not going to go back to the – we're not going to go – stop. <laughs> I, I know, I said forums. I'm sorry. I, but I we're should, not going <laughs> to – I sound like Trump when I'm saying about coal, like going backwards. <laughs> it's like back in my day, let's we go to the forum. <laughs> you know. So anyway, you know, obviously, we're not going to go back to the. I'm going to get a list of animals in the mail and Polaroids, and I have to send you a blank check, and then you send me animals. Oh, no. You may yeah. have to do a little bit more work to sell and tell your animals and have a business presence in the reptile community. It sucks, but 
you may have to get a website. You uh, may have to get a Kingsnake or Fauna account. You may have to make up ads. You may have to talk to customers. I, I'm sorry, but that's my that's the way it might have to be. So yeah, I saw well, a couple well, people wonder, talking about. Go ahead. Mm. Oh no, I, I was gonna say I wonder if the way I was doing it when I saw all the the stuff with um, kicking people off Facebook for putting up sales places and everything. Yeah. I wonder if you just put available PM me or, you know, PM me for more info that that can't, there couldn't be any harm in that. And that's the way I was kind of working and and it was doing okay. So I mean, um, business page on Facebook and I have available animals and I just have pictures of the animals and prices and I've never gotten any kind of a warning or anything like that. So you might have, (laughs) maybe I will. And if I do, guess what happened? I'm not trying. I'm going to take, I'm going to take down that thing and I'm just going to have a link to my website and there you can go there. (laughs) So, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I'm not trying to create a loophole. I'm just saying, how can that be a problem? If you just even just put, you know, contact me for more info about this animal. I don't, you know, I don't understand how you can get too involved in that, but yeah, it's definitely weird. I I am a little bit mad. I didn't think it would affect me, but like there's certain groups where I only went in there because that's how I knew who was breeding certain animals. And I was like, I got to figure out where I can find all these people again, you know, because um, I don't see them mm. around on Facebook too much. It's like there's there's select people that only came on Facebook, I think, to post on classified. So it's, it's going to be difficult to find some people maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I know uh, I saw that Chris Behoff was doing this thing called iReptiles, and um, basically uh, he decided to create a reptile sales marketplace with a fully functioning app on ios and android and it's called well it's called i reptiles um but i think i you know i i don't know that's kind of already there isn't it i mean yeah you know we, we really need one more goddamn classified site i mean you know i i'll take a look at it if it looks awesome you know and and, and but dear lord <laughs> like there's so many things and places now it's well, what's the one called a uh, morph market? You know, morph, I don't know. morph market. Yeah. But yeah, they change that around though. It used to be completely free, and now if you have, I don't know if it's a certain amount of animals or a certain amount of, like if you put the group of animals and it surpasses a certain price, then you got to buy a membership. I mean, it's not the worst thing in the world. If you know, like you said back in the day, you have to do King Snake. You have to buy a membership to post on King Snake. Mm-hmm. So you know, I was there with that, <laughs> and you had to be so careful in your wording. Um, Mm-hmm. If you weren't like an LLC and you put like, if I put Philly Herpeticulture and I wasn't an LLC, they would immediately remove the ad. I had to redo the ad and it was such a mm-hmm. pain and he has to redo an ad. So it, it does kind of suck because Facebook, like you were saying, like if there's going to be one place and Facebook kind of was the one place. And then if you want right. to venture off and check Fauna, there would be some people that like old school people or people that just don't use social media once in a while, you know, you check King Snake and you see some stuff that you haven't seen before. Yeah, uh, you know, there was a couple. You only had to check three or four things. Now, now with Morph Market and maybe this eye reptile and websites, and you're still going to find stuff yeah. on Facebook. And I imagine the uproar is going to people are going to think, well, now I'm just going to sell on Instagram. And, you know, Facebook and Instagram, same thing. They're going to crack down on on that. <laughs> so it's just going to yeah. be. Uh, it's just going to be, hey, maybe shows will get popular again. People will start bringing out uh, other stuff and they'll go to shows again. Maybe we'll see know. cool stuff at shows. But no, it's, maybe. I mean, I know yeah. I, 
I have a Morph Market account, and I don't pay for it, but it limits me for I can only post one picture per ad. So if I want uh, to, I okay. can spend the time, and I can put a single animal per ad, which isn't bad. But if I have 15 of a certain, like if I have 15 bread lights, that gets annoying. So I usually just toss up, hey, I got this many females, this many males. This is a picture of a bread light. Contact me for more info. And uh, then people are usually confused when I say that I have two animals and I picture one. And then I, yeah, yeah, but whatever. Well, I I, I was on Morph Market. I don't, go ahead, my bad. I'm sorry. I mean, it's all right. It's it's just, it's more, it's more talking to people. It's more interactions. And, you know, sometimes people get confused or, and it's, it just is, it's a little bit more difficult, but, I, I've sold animals on Morph Market. I've sold animals on Facebook. I've sold animals on Instagram. I've sold animals by taking pictures of my show setup and selling them to somebody who saw the picture, zoomed in, saw an animal, and bought it. And I had to take it off the table. Like, you know, there's so many ways to skin this cat. Yeah. We'll find something. What about yeah, YouTube? Yeah, like I, I was going to... I was going to say about Morph Market. I, I put stuff on there before, and it seems like mm-hmm. a great site, and I have nothing against it, but I just kept on getting, I guess, what you would call tire kickers. Like, everybody was feeling yes. me out. They wanted it cheaper. They wanted – you could only put yep. one picture on, like you said. I think this was at a time when you couldn't have multiple pictures because I know you can do that now. And mm-hmm. they wanted multiple pictures, and I was getting – you know, I don't do that with Borneo and Blood, so you know it's a ball guy. They wanted weights and pictures of the belly, and I'm like, I don't, you know, no, this is just too much. So I pulled everything down. Yeah. And I'm like, I, you know, this, these customers are not the customers that I'm looking for right now. You know, I, I don't, I don't turn down customers because of that, but I, I'll do work. I just don't want to do all that work. You know, I'm not weighing stuff. I'm not taking 75 pictures for for one possible sale that you already said. Hey, this 350 dollar animal, can I get it for 275? You know, and they're like, and give me more pictures and weights, and you know, it's it's just a right. Yeah. If you, if you if you have if you're going to be that in depth about an animal, wouldn't you want to see it in person? Like, isn't that something to be like? I'm going to come look at it at a show. I mean, yeah. Plus, right? it's like you, you're getting like the tip of the iceberg. If they're that particular, what happens when you ship it and they have one issue with it? You know, one exactly. race scale, they you know. the wrong animal. It's <laughs> bigger than I thought. It's smaller than I thought. Why is it in shed? You know, it's just, right. There are some people that are very unrealistic when it comes to animal sales. So it's, it's right. a little bit crazy. I, I guess that's just me. If I have some very important animal that's going to be plugged into some stuff, and if it's not, like, if I'm unsure of it, I, I want to see it in person before I buy it. So, I don't know. Maybe weird old school, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I used Morph Market once. I had the same experience. I put up, you know, I think it was a caramel head granite or something like that, and it was a female that was mm. going to breed, you know, could have bred that season. And I had it for $1,000, and the guy, I got the message, what, this? as soon as I give this type of message, I just don't even respond. What's the lowest <laughs> price? Get the What's fuck out of here, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, get the get out of here, man. I ain't got time for that shit. 
Like if you're gonna if you're gonna yeah. like inquire, like first of all, I, I you know I Hello, I'm not. What is your name? <laughs> Hi. Not even that. Just what lowered yeah. price? Oh, okay. <laughs> Dear Eric. Hi, Eric. What's up, yo? What's up, Eric? Hey, what's up, E? I don't care. <laughs> just give me some kind of something. Not just like yo, lowest price for animal. That is the way it is more or less now. You that's the first thing they write. It's not even hi, is this available? It's just um what's your best price? What's your lowest price? Can you knock some money off of it? It, it is like the first thing people write a lot. I'm not saying on more I'm saying on everything. You know, I, I yeah, that yeah, on, on Facebook. Yeah. Do you think that so, uh, think yeah. that you can control the customers that you get by like sort of you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I don't know how I'm trying to say it, but like, you know, you kind of said it earlier, Matt. Like, it's not the customer you're looking for, or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you, you think you, that you, you can somewhat control, control that? I don't think so. I think it just makes you come off probably looking like an asshole to most people, or you're just going to get a somewhat of a bad name. But then again, right. you have the thing is like, well, who am I getting a bad name with? A bunch of people who I don't want to really sell to. So right. you never know. I. I it seems like, you know, when you, we're talking about Facebook and, and the the newer crowd and the older crowd, the newer crowd has a louder voice on there. And, you know, you don't want to, you know, there's a lot of good people in the newer crowd, but maybe the trolls and the people that are kind of being asses are going to reach some people. So they'll never hear about you because they just assume you're like, you know, you're a douche to work with or you're, you're an asshole. So uh, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's so weird with the animal sales and, and this whole social media. <laughs> and it has to be in every, every like place in reptiles. This happens where it's a, a new crowd, an old crowd. How do we get along? Why is it so different? But uh, right. yeah, it's weird. It's definitely <clears throat> weird. Yeah. It's <laughs> speaking of tire kicking and mass frustration. Are you vending hamburger? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm going I'm going up. I'm not vending this. Right. Year. I won't be vending the next. Well, I won't be vending the next show in June because that's that's carpet fest. Yeah. And I usually don't do August, uh, so I probably won't be doing August. Who wants either. to be there? Um, no, I, I won't. The, I, yeah, it'll be a while before I'm there. Text me what time you're going because I got a, a bunch of guinea pigs I got to give you. So. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. I'll take them. In case yeah. you know, now everybody knows those about guinea, it. So, yeah. So. Those guinea pigs are on the house, right? They're not. They're not money. Oh yeah, I'll Because right? I don't want what them for money. Do with them. Dude, they're like they're well, five XL pigs. So I'm not. You know, come on. I just. Yeah. All right. I'll I mean, what, you you can't feed them to you can't feed them to the female retic that that you got from me. They're they're too big for her. She, whoa, whoa, whoa! I am a nut job. I am not that crazy. She's not that big yet. You know. Oh, all right, all right. Well, the way Look you read stuff, I assume she's like going. Hey, hey, it's actually these are um if you go on Rodent Pro, which is where these things came from, they're like the largest guinea pig you can get. It's the size of a freaking rabbit, dude. I've never seen well, guinea pigs good. these big. Yeah. Oh, wow. so I'm like, <laughs> no idea who can eat these. <laughs> So, I don't know where I I'm going to put them because I, I, Kim's going to be upset. There's going to be some, some guinea pigs in the freezer filling up some space. Had don't to get rid tell of the her. Popsicle, I guess. Do not tell her you got them from me. All right. Uh, like that. No. I'll say I'm, ho- <laughs> I'm holding them for Ellen. I'm the, we're, they're both of ours. I'm just keeping them at my house. Yeah. <laughs> <Damn it. laughs> nice. 
Okay. Yeah, I don't know what the future is, man, but there got to there has to be somebody out there that's like good with technology and you would think that they would have this by now, but like an app that's like Facebook that's just about reptiles. You know what I'm saying? Like come on, man. There has you or, or like, can't be that difficult. Or, or like even an eBay just like, I'm not I'm not saying I'm not saying auctions like eBay, but I'm saying like as simple as how eBay looks. I mean, well, I guess it's not that simple because eBay, I'm sure, costs a lot of money. But I mean, there's <laughs> right. a lot of technology, and if somebody put forth an effort, and I'm not smart to do it, so I'm not shitting on anybody. But me yeah, neither. You would think that there would be that it's oh. as simple as that. Even if it costs a couple bucks yeah. for you put them up, and it's like eBay, you can go in different kinds of sections. Um, I don't, I don't know. I, I guess I'm, I don't know why I'm talking up eBay. I've sold stuff on eBay. eBay sucks to sell stuff on. So. I guess it have to be better yeah. than me, but I don't know. I, the answer is Facebook. Let's just break down the door. Call up uh, Mark yeah. Zuckerberg. Tell, stop, stop being a bitch. Yeah. Maybe he like, can make us a reptile's Facebook. That's all we want. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Think about it this yeah. way. When was the last time places like King Snake or Fauna had like a facelift or like an update? Yeah, a, a while. Like, <laughs> they looked the damn same. They looked the damn same. Two thousand and two. Thank you. Like, dear God. Yeah. And you know what? If you if, if you want to waste an afternoon, go on King Snake and start kind of poking around. If you, I think you used to be able to get back to where they would do still have like the forum section, and there's some weird ass posts up there about like Jaguar, the new thing. I'm like, oh, oh wow, and it's like. Oh, yeah, and I used yeah. to hate how their forum would be. Like, it would be like, you know how when you it get an like email a, that's like 27 back and forth? Yeah. And like, all like, oh, I hated that. It's like you that. can't read it's it. Down. It's so horrible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it, those are platforms that people have that, you know, you'd figure at some point they would have been upgraded. And I know that Kingsnake kind of has this thing now where you can buy the animal now by pushing this button, and you can link it to your PayPal account, which – I hate because then some Yahoo's going to buy something and I have to now deal with it after the fact. I prefer to talk to my customers before they buy mm-hmm. the animal. That, that, uh, that style just doesn't feel right for reptiles. Like put it, it in a shopping cart. It, I mean, it's, it's just, yeah. it's really odd when that happens. <laughs> yeah. I, don't yeah. Know, I, never, I was never a fan of that. Yeah. yeah I would that, agree. Was, um, that was an option when I was building the new website about just making the store was click and then contact and this person. I'm like, no, no, none of that. So I don't want any of that. So, um, yeah, I feel like yeah, you, know, yeah. you have some contact with your customer and it's just, like I said, it yeah. just doesn't feel right. You know, it's a live animal and you're just like, let me just put that in my shopping cart and check out. Like that's just yeah. <laughs> weird. Yeah. 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 When I was getting into carpets, uh, Anthony's Caponetto site was like that and yeah. it just felt, I couldn't buy the snake because I just was like, I don't have to talk to him. Like, I don't, I don't have to, like, <laughs> I just push this button and the snake's going to come. Like, do I and know it's the right snake or like, I don't know. I just, you know. And he did, he did Cresties on top of yeah. carpets. Right. And if you go on Fauna in the, um, uh, was it the BOI, which is apparently now you have to pay to get onto the BOI and fauna. Um, there's a bunch of stuff where people bought a certain type of Cresty and they got it and it wasn't what they were expecting because it was a click pay, put in cart, ship out kind of deal. And mm-hmm. like that, that, that I think is dangerous that you can definitely get caught up in that. Yeah. You know? 
Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. So okay. Let's switch gears snakes a little are, bit. Snakes yeah. are what? Reptiles are hard. Snakes and reptiles are hard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want to be like Gary Valle and just, you know, like somebody has to like know somebody in order to contact me. And <laughs> like yeah. that's the only way you get in touch with me. And I don't have to worry about yeah. posting an ad or anything like that. But, you know, yeah. one day. <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> one day. What would what would you guys? I guess it doesn't matter who goes first, but what would you say is the one piece of equipment in your reptile room that you can't live without? What do you tell it, Owen? You can go. <laughs> I'm thinking. <laughs> uh, I, well, I, I guess I can go because I, I do a heated room, and we were just touching on this with Keith. He was saying we should we should field this question. Uh, I guess a space heater. It would be definitely one of the biggest parts of my room. And uh, what Keith was saying, so I use an oil fill space heater. He was saying that so many people ask questions and they don't know how to hook it up to a thermostat or, you know, whatever Keith was hitting on. But um, right, I guess we'll should I just jump right into it. Like, yeah, man, go for it. About space heater. So, yeah, yeah so I, I, use a, I use an ambient temp for, for my snakes. I also use belly heat, too, and uh, heat panels. But I like my ambient temps around between 77 and 80 pretty much. They fluctuate during the season and, and night and day. And uh, so it all starts with a space heater. Uh, I do the oil-filled ones are generally between 25 to 50 bucks at Lowe's or Home Depot. Mm-hmm. Um, I get a lot of questions about them, too. One of the most important questions, I mean, one of the most important things I can say about them is you need one with a dial. A lot of them are digital mm-hmm. now. So you got to set them up by buttons, and when you hook it to a thermostat, because you, it'd be hard to just put a, just an oil fill space heater in a room and kick it on and, and, and rely on that to keep a good temperature. You know, that's for your room. And you, you know, if you're upstairs, you don't care if it's exactly, what do you want, like 72 degrees? You don't care if it fluctuates a little bit. You just touch the dial, turn it up a little bit more. But you need, mm-hmm. to, you need that on a thermostat, and when you do a digital one, and the thermostat decides to turn it off because it's at the desired temp, the whole heater turns off and stays off. So when that thermostat kicks back on, so if you have it set for 78, and then it goes to 79, it kicks off, and then it goes down to 77, and it wants to kick back on, the heater, if it's digital, goes completely off. doesn't come back on. Mm. So you, if you left your house and you were all nice and, and everything was good, you come home right. and like, why is my room 55? And, the, you know, it's winter time. What's going on? Yeah. You know, it, it never kicks back on. So you need to dial, the, the dial on there. And what I do with mine, I don't know exactly how Keith does his because he was saying how to use it. I mm-hmm. basically, there's usually a switch and then a dial. You can turn it all the way up. The switch turns it on like turbo or, or more. And right. what I do is I turn it all the way up and I set it to a thermostat. I used to use a Ranco because a Ranco can support 1,500 watts. You can't just use any thermostat. You got to... Usually they're 1,200 or 1,500 watts, I believe, the, the, the oil fill space heaters. Mm-hmm, but now right. I do, which I heard Herbstat doesn't do this anymore. Um, I bought a, the, the piece from Herbstat that Lon showed us mm-hmm. where you can hook an actual thermostat to it. So it supports the, the wattage of your oil fill space heater, and I got it hooked to a Honeywell digital, thermo, uh, digital thermostat, and I can control it from my phone, and, and I, can get, I can turn on – from the thermostat, you know, night drops and day drops, turn it on and off when I want. Um, but what, what I used to do was the Ranco, and people would do the Johnston controls because they're just like the Ranco. 
1500 mm-hmm. watts, but they're not very popular because they break a lot. People have horror stories about them, but I don't hear a lot of horror stories about them on space heaters. Cause I kind of imagine if you have a big enough basement and let's say that Ranco or Johnston thermostat breaks, I mean, I don't think you're, unless it's summertime, <laughs> I don't think you're right. going to get blazing hot. So worst comes, I mean, unless you're away on vacation for a week, that's going to suck. But I mean, usually I think most people that probably have a heated room, they try to have somebody check in on it, give them a call or, or whatever. Or that's right. a suggestion. If you have a, if you have a heated room <laughs> like that, you should probably try to, even if your family knows nothing about reptiles, say, hey, why don't you go to the base and just peek at one of the digital thermometers? Give me a reading Read of what numbers. it says. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if it's too high, you tell them uh, where the plug is and you have them unplug it. Yeah get your right. ass home or have someone go over there that knows what they're doing. Um, right. But yeah, so that, that's, that's for the oil, that's for this, the, the space heater, the oil filled ones, the, the ones that push air out, the, uh, the ceramic ones, I hear nightmare stories about them. And I was actually, when I did my old reptile room in my old house, that was one of my first ones. And that thing used to get like blazing hot. And uh, I just heard mm-hmm. horror stories, so I immediately got rid of that. I mean, it worked great, but I, I only had it for a couple months. And people are like, yeah, you know, not, none of that stuff's safe, but get that ceramic little space heater that pushes hot air out, out of your room. And especially it was on carpet. So <laughs> I don't know how I lucked out oh. on that one. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit, yeah, I got I got real the, – the crazy shit we do. I mean, you know. I know, right? Um, <laughs> But yeah, Man, but I don't, I don't, I heard Herbstat doesn't make that anymore, and it's awesome. Because no, they they, no, they don't. I, and I, I, this is this isn't, yeah, this isn't for me. Like I'm not good with all the hooking up. I mean, I did all that because it's pretty easy directions. But mm-hmm. if you can find a way to to get your oil filled heater or however you heat your room to a real thermostat, like a Honeywell, and put it on your phone, because I can go on my phone now and see what my room is. And then if I think it's too hot, I can turn it down from right here. Like I said, Lon showed up in Finley, and he's playing with his thermostat from Tinley, he's like, I'm going to turn my room down, watch. And, you know, you can see the reading of what he turned it to. And I think all of our jaws yeah. dropped, like, why don't we have this? This is this is craziness. So, it's been the best thing, that, that, yeah. that thermostat. But even when I had a, um, a Ranco, it worked really well. I mean, all I had to do was, like, wintertime, I would, I would, I think, so, you know, summer I'd have it set to 79, winter I would probably set it to 80 because it gets a little colder. The room would naturally be at, like, 77 then. You just kind of got to manually touch it up and everything. So, but yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if that's, that covers what Keith was talking about, but um, hopefully that works. But yeah, my suggestion is, I think Keith was saying that is also with the space heater. I suggest you just turn it all the way up because if you turn it halfway up, the, the space heater itself has a built in thermostat of some sort and it might just turn off. You might want your desired temp to be 79 and wherever you think you have it at, it's not 79. So your thermostat's not doing anything and your room's not getting your desired temp. So I think you need to turn your oil-filled space heater all the way up. As high as you can right. Go. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, I yeah. think that uh, that um, Spider Robotics did discontinue that, but I think they added something different, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I, yeah, and, and I haven't didn't seen it. it back. Yeah, it's nice. I mean... I have it, and I got it when we when we after we talked to Lon, and mm-hmm. I got it because I have a um, wall mounted uh, electric heater that was in the room that became my snake room before I even bought the house, and I was thinking, cool, I'll wire that and I'll be able to cool it and put it in. But apparently, the wattage that is in 
that electric baseboard heater is more than that thing can handle. So I wasn't able to do it. So literally that Herbset thing or that, that spider robotics thing has been sitting in a box with a Honeywell um, uh, thermostat that can have, that can connect to your internet, just been sitting in a box on top of one of my racks. I've almost brought it to the, I think the past two carpet fest to throw it in the auction just because I don't know what I'm doing with it. But every time I'm about to do it, I'm like, mm-hmm. Maybe I'll follow well, maybe not, we'll hook it up to something later. So Right. Let's not throw it in the auction. Let's let's sell that to Matt as a backup. So they don't sell it anymore. Oh, well, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll cry. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll cry. So let's yeah, let's I don't need the thermostat. I just need that thing. So you tell me what it, how much it costs. I think it was like what, fifty five or seventy five bucks? Something, something like, like that. that. I don't know. It's, yeah. It's, yeah, I mean yeah. Don't you walk <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't, do don't you dare! So now people know. Now people know I want it. Even if they don't want it, they're gonna probably be. You know, they're gonna, they're gonna tease me with it. So let's uh, just give it here. Oh. Bring it with the guinea pig. Matt, it, <laughs> Matt, it's like it's like it, this is this is this is like becoming a solid week for me giving crap to you because not only do we have guinea pigs, I have the gray I have the gray rogue T-shirts coming in, and oh, yeah, uh, now I'm gonna, gonna, gonna give you that too. thing. It's like it's yeah. Like, you and I are going to talk later. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> nah. All right, we should like, stop doing deals Eric, on the show. We're, we're making nah. deals yeah. on the show. All right. Yeah, only Back can to deal, making deals on the show. You know, yeah. dazzle me. Give, me. give me the rough scales. I will give you these things. So, yeah, that's how it works. Yeah. Right? But, but we, all, we all heat our room. I mean, obviously, Owen just said he heated his room, and you use a space heater yep. as well, right, Eric? I mean, you use that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Do you use the honey. I mean, yep. you use the uh, spider robotics thing too, don't you? I do. I had to take it down because so I'm. Go- I have to rehook it back up because I did something mm-hmm. different with my electric, and I just got to find where I'm gonna. Because I kind of reorganized the room a bit, but I used to keep my space space my space heater soared towards the front where the like the the um see like the forty one quart racks are. But I moved it yeah. towards the back yeah, I because I noticed it was uh, a little bit cooler back there. So I gotta just rehook it up in the back. So, um, but yeah, I love that thing. It's great. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Then uh, and then keep keep second thing goes right along with the space heaters uh, for me at least, and I've had them even since I had my commercial time in my basement. Is fans. Um, I have yeah. two fans constantly going in my room i got the honeywell they're like 15 bucks they're they're great they're they're on all the time they're not on any kind of a switch or they don't turn on and off i basically have one i have them on opposite sides of my room and they both point at like the doors in my room they put one points at my back door the other one mm-hmm. points at where my laundry room is and where i come down the basement because those are the cool spots so it's, mm-hmm. and I have them angled down, so it pushes the air down. It creates circulation in the room, so the the air doesn't get as stagnant. And I basically just run them. They basically go between two and three years, pretty much, or maybe not that long. I'm gonna say year and a half, two years. And then they finally just burn out, and I just put a new one up. So I just I don't hear a noise, and I'm like, oh, that's done. And I usually have like two or three more in the garage, just so I don't have to run the target. I just go and set them up right on my ceiling. They have these little. Um, they have two little grooves, and if you put a big enough screw in your ceiling, that you can just hang them on the screws. So yeah, okay. it works really good because also heat rises, and I angle them down, so it pushes the heat down lower. 
because I don't even know what a room is like when you just have a heater on with no fans pushing down, like a ceiling fan or fans. I mean, all the heat must just – I hear people say, oh, the top of my room is like 84 and the bottom is like 77. I, obviously, the bottom of my room is a different temp than the top, but it's not that drastic. Like, I, right. I, I guess the fans are really doing their job. Yeah, and – I, I kind of overthought this because when I went and got a fan for my room, I went and I got the one that like has filters and like UV lighting to kill anything that's in the air. And it's like <laughs> now because Honeywell is upgraded. What did you get a $400 upgraded. Dyson fan? What did you do? Dude, no, dude, I got like, it was like a hundred bucks, but now Honeywell has <laughs> moved up in like, they've changed models of like standing tower fan. So none of the filters fit. And you can't get the UV bulbs, but like the things like, whoa, now my filters are too clogged. I can't run. So like, I'm going to rip it up. I'm going to spike it one of these days when I get mad and I'm just going to go get these like $12 fans from target. So yeah, it's, but I will agree. You need air movement. You need some kind of airflow. And I like the idea of pointing them at the doors. Cause that's usually where I have a problem is uh, right by the doors is where it gets a little cooler. Yeah, I got, um, I have fans too. I have, you know, um, I went out and bought this fan that was, um, I kind of researched it a little bit. I I can't remember the name of it, Um, but Mm -hmm. I got it off of Amazon and I can share the link in the chat or on the page or whatever. But uh, it's, it's not really, it's made for pushing air through a room. So it's Mm -hmm. made for like, if you have like, say, um, you know, if you like, you're, you're doing construction or something and you're in one of those, you know, like me, we were talking about this yesterday, like one of those metal houses that are not really heated yeah. or anything like that. So they sort of get, they put on a heater and then they sort of shoot it through, through the whole place. And the guy was showing how like the temp variant is very different from, I mean, very similar from top to bottom and it's much warmer and it works really well. Um, I haven't had any issues with it at all. I think it was like maybe 40, 50 bucks. Um, but, uh, I don't know. And then I got a cheap one on the other side of the room. Uh, same thing. I have it up at the top of my racks, just pointing down just to get that hot air that flows up down. Um, right. I've been looking for, for a ceiling fan. That's like, not, it's kind of like a Dyson thing, but, uh, you know, where it doesn't (laughs) have blades. yeah, I like to because I can't my, – my ceiling's too short. I would chop my head yeah. and put a ceiling fan in there, which would be so ideal. But I, I said that, I think, when the guy was doing the lights in my room. I'm like, do you think they make, like, a Dyson ceiling fan, the, the bladeless thing? He's like, I don't think they did. You could probably rig it. But, I mean, you're gambling with, like, a $400 fan. I was like, yeah, you're right. That's, that's kind, yeah. of, it's kind of a lot. So yeah. – but uh, yeah, I'm kind of the same. That's kind of uh, that's a staple of my of room, you know, because I heat well, the room. It makes it much easier. Um, just overall, to be to be honest, I think I had to go for the tower because up until recently, I didn't have outlets everywhere. Um, I uh, recently re- redid my room because um, one of my olive pythons got loose and unplugged like half the room and on all my outlets are behind my cages. And we heard this. That it pissed yeah. me off so badly, so badly that I, I, I literally went to Walmart and they have these giant long metal 
like surge protectors that are supposed to be for like uh, shops and stuff like that where you can yes. plug in all your tools. Mm-hmm. And I bought like four of them. And yep. uh, I, I redid the room. So now the surge protectors are bolted to the wall at the top of like, you know, the stack of cages. And then they run down to the outlets. And now I can plug everything direct in. But now I have so many goddamn outlets. It's ridiculous. It's great. And uh, these stupid things even came with, like, USB plugs for some reason. So now I'm, like, I plugged in Bluetooth speakers and stuff like that. So now I can listen to whatever the hell I want and all this other crap. But I'm probably going to get rid of that tower fan and get, like, what Matt was talking about because I have outlets everywhere. So I can plug in several tiny fans and really get airflow going and stuff like that. So, um, but I would say that's something I would definitely recommend if you're setting up a room, just get as many of these surge protector things and just extend all your outlets and stuff like that. Cause you know, it's so much easier when placing cages to be like, Oh, here's a plug. So yeah, it's yeah definitely better. I agree. Yeah. I have those things too. I love them. Yep. I never knew they well, existed I, until I was at work and somebody had them and I was like, what the hell is this? What is this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like 27 bucks at Walmart. Yeah. And it's like, hell and it's, yeah. And it's huge. Yeah. yeah. Done. Done. You have Done. like I have, 15 outlets in the, in the plug or yeah. something, you know? Yep. Yeah, well, my, they're, they're I'm, those, I'm goofy. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I'm saying there's those plugs that can go flat up against the wall so you don't lose any kind of like, uh, you can shove the cages up against them, so yeah, it's it's awesome all around. Yeah, but yep. yeah, yeah, I'm goofy because I got to like do my room and put outlets all <laughs> over the place and get like amp service, and I put them all low, <laughs> like a dumbass. I was like, <laughs> they're, they're, not, they're not on the they're not on the ground low. They're like they're definitely like two or three feet above. But I'm like, why didn't I put these things like eight feet up where the Check you know where the racks is, uh, <laughs> right? Yeah, but it's also because I have old school animal plastic racks. And the plugs are lower, so that's where my brain was. But then I got new ones right. in the room too, where they're up higher, and the ARSs are up higher, and I could easily just run a, a nice extension cord. But now, like, like you said, when when I gotta check something, oh man, it's it's a nightmare. Like, if if uh, one of the chondros uh, lights go out in the back, or I misplace mm-hmm. where what herps that, because I got herps that fours, and sometimes I go, what the hell, which one is this controlling? And I gotta dig in the back where a probe dies. It's you should see what my room looks like. I got to have my son down there to hand me stuff because I'm trapped behind racks. I got a big one out. I'm sweating. Yep. I'm cutting my arms on sharp racks in the back. There's like, a, you know, you get that fine dust back there. I'm covered in dust. Yep. It's it's a nightmare when that happens. It's it's always a bad day when a probe breaks or, or something unplugs yeah. or you think something's not working. You got to play that game. Oh, yep. man. I hate that. I, I... Will literally, I've literally went downstairs with my label maker and labeled every cage of which computer it goes to and which, which probe it goes to. This way, mm-hmm. if something goes wrong, I know who to, I know what I'm pointing at. And even then, I'm still in one cage. It's like it's only 82 degrees. I'm like bullshit. I'm temp gunning it. It's wrong, and it's it's insane. So you you, you try to make it easier on yourself, but there's no easy workaround. You're still going to be busting your ass trying to figure something out in those things. But, um, yeah, going back to the essential piece of equipment that I absolutely can't do without. And I love would be my utility sink. 
um, with yeah. the hose attached to it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's true. Waters, watering is 10 times easier. Uh, misting an animal is 10 times easier. Um, thawing out rodents is awesome. And then also I have on my slop sink a uh, pump. So it will literally like flush after it reaches a certain amount of water into it to make sure that all the particulates and everything else I have poured down there get fired out into the sewer drain. So it's awesome. I love that thing. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely take that. You know what? I took that for granted. That That's a good point because mm-hmm. both of my rooms happen to have sinks in the room. Like I've seen people have to go like upstairs or bring jugs of water down. And that's pretty wild mm-hmm. that they got to do all that. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I don't know how I did it in the, I had to go like into the middle bathroom in my house to like, you know, and I'm like emptying shit in, in the tub and <laughs> just like, what? Oh, so yeah, that might be uh that might be a, a high up there, the sink. I remember how excited I was. I think it was last carpet fest. I installed that and I was yeah. like, Oh my God. It's so pretty, happy. Like, <laughs> and then yeah. you don't think about it, like I, I, I used to, I had, atta- I had attached a hose to it and I'm like, to mine. And then I have like uh, the, one of those things you can hang your hose on that you get at like Lowe's just hanging on the side of the sink. And I uh-huh. would take the hose off and put it back on. And I'm like, this is stupid. Why? Like, just keep the hose on. It doesn't matter. And you can get all the way on the other side of my room with it. And I just bust out stuff like that. It's, it's one of those things you don't think you absolutely need it until you have it. And then right. it's so much better. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we talked about heat. I mean, I don't know. What do you guys think as far as heating? What's your go-to? Obviously, for racks, are you using, uh, um, what do you call it? Uh, uh, I don't even use it. <laughs> I use heat flex ropes. FlexWatt. Flex well, yeah, flex, yeah. Flex yeah um, I have FlexWatt yeah, and I, one I, rack I, with rope. Uh, yeah, my my old animal places have a uh, heat table, which I like better. I don't know if they're all UL listed. But that definitely makes me feel better <laughs> when they yeah. do all this. <laughs> right. But there was a period where I thought they were only doing FlexWatt. So I was getting the FlexWatt with it, and they told me, you know, no, we can still do the heat cable. So I would like to just go all heat cable. But some of them do have FlexWatt, and the IRSs have FlexWatt. So, yeah, that's <laughs> – I don't I don't like it, but I do have it. I got I to gotta get that changed out. Stop being lazy about it. Do yeah, you really I like re- the heat cable over the flex watt? Because, I mean, like, I... I do. You have uh, more control I, over I, it. Yeah, but you get well, dead well, spots I'm, with heat cable and flex watt. It's bad yeah. both ways. I mean, both of them have problems. So, yeah. so yeah, so heat cable, you're not getting as much, but I don't need nearly as much. I know you, Owen, you seem to really... Um, you seem to like belly heat. I mean, you put belly heat on your animals at reptile shows, so... I imagine you really like yes, it. I me, I don't. I don't need as much. And like so, so with the NRS, they got. I guess I think it's like the big 11-inch ones because it's a bigger tub for a bigger snake. Now I couldn't just have one strip of heat cable, but I wish they all had their own individual, which could coil, you know, two or three times yeah. around. Right. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like I have. I have um, pro product heat panels in my in my cages, and they're they're nice. And and I know Bob that makes the pro products uh he, you know he he has he owns it and he like swears by all his products and the ul listed yeah it, it's scary it's, 
it's awesome but scary as hell. Like when I was sitting with him at a at a barbecue at Keith's house, he's explaining other heat panels and, and the dangers of them and what's different about his. And, and it's not a selling point. I already had his heat panels. And um, they're just, you know, it, it'd be cool to have him on sometime to explain all the products if he would come on. But they, they just seem to be very safe and he, he hand makes everything. And I don't know, like I said, I don't know enough about the product, but they're UL listed and everything he does right. is, uh, for, works, he works it out pretty well. Right. Well, I, I was actually looking into his stuff because I did ARS or uh, what is it? Where do we get the where, where all my black panels come from? I got them from like the bean farm and a bunch of other places. Is that uh, ARS or RBI? is that RBI? RBI, thank you. Um, I got them from I got the RBI ones, and now they redid them so that the panel and the the plug you, you mount the panel and then the plug plugs into like the cable plugs into the panel. Like the the cord, the power cord. So that's all fine and dandy until a rough scale unplugs its panel four days in a row, because it goes onto the cable and just kind of undoes it. Which yeah, that makes no sense. Yeah. <laughs> that no <laughs> goddamn sense. Makes no yeah, goddamn sense. sense. They the definitely weren't. Mount, they weren't thinking about arboreal animals in that situation at all. They weren't thinking about anything. So I had to literally mount the panel so that the power outlet. It faces a hole so that the plug is outside the cage. Otherwise, that was just going to keep happening. And right. you know, but uh, and they also did away with the little indicator light, which I love. We used to tell me that they, oh, it's on, it's lit. You know, so I, you know, wait, I'm they did away with it. New, the light that they did away yeah, there's with. No, there's no light. There's no light. It's oh, just, so you don't. So you don't like it because I like the indicator light. <laughs> I love the indicator how light. You know it's on. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought exactly. you said you liked that. That's, that's my problem. Oh, okay. They took yeah, away the light and then they screwed up the... I hate them right now. <laughs> They're horrible. Yeah. My, yeah. Mine doesn't have the light either. Yeah, we were looking at that yesterday. What? Yeah, that's weird because, like, like ProFiducts, if you plug it into a herpstat and it's it's ramping up or, you know, you got it on dimming, that light will flicker while it's building up and then it'll be solid when it's on. Like when and then it's really running, and then, yeah, then it will turn off when it's off. So it lets you know that you know <laughs> that it's working, it's on, it's going. Yeah, yeah. Something which is like, and eh, that's really weird. So you got to sit there and temp gun the shit out of your your, your RBI one now. Yeah, and it's and it, and they're only in the rough scale cages. So you know, I I don't really care too much, <laughs> or I'm not anal oh, attention no. about those cages. Then no, no, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. No, it doesn't keep me up at nights at all. So yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. I'm a very sick man. I need a lot of help, guys. But it's um. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's like so. You you think about that kind of stuff, especially when I'm planning to build ten new cages, which will open up the ability for me to add an entire new stack of black PVC cages in my room. It's like now you're thinking about what are you going to put in there. It's I'm not sure if I'm going to go with these panels that I always went with because they changed them on me and it's no go. And right. you know, uh, you know, you, when you screw it up like that, done, dude. So I don't know. Ooh. Look at that one voting with his dollar. Go ahead. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Look um, at me. <laughs> 
What about as far as, okay, so we hit on heating. I think really the main, uh, the only rack that I really have um, heat or uh, flex watt in is um, Sea Serpent's rack. And I was asking mm. Matt this, so I'm going to put this out there just so everybody knows. Like when you get the Sea Serpent rack, it has like this kind of like cover over top of the heat tape. And right. I know I had to really, really jack up the temperature in order to get a good heat on the, you know, on the rack. And yeah. I don't know. I was like, then I was thinking, I'm like, am I supposed to take this off? It just doesn't seem like I should have to raise that so high. But, you know, Matt's like, no, don't take it off because then you can't get the tub back in. But, uh, right. Well, you can, yeah. but it's um, really difficult. Yeah. Right. Well, so that's supposed to be um, there. I built an I animal plastics so. rack. I believe so. Yeah. Uh, I built the animal plastics rack. Remember that one I bought like in July and then it arrived at like Christmas time? Like, yeah. Um, so I built that, which I hate it. And I'm going to sell it because it's too tight and you can't open anything. So, um, but anyway, it <laughs> right. came with, it has, it has, it had channels in it for the heat tape and it came with this, plastic stuff that uh-huh. was cut to fit in the grooves over top of the heat tape. And it was this like black, uh, plastic was filled with a bunch of little air holes. Like you might see it at like Lowe's or home Depot used for packaging or something like that, whatever. Mm-hmm. But the instructions were to put that over top. This way the, the bin could slide right over it. And then the heat tape would get hot and go through this plastic stuff and give enough of a heat. Now, not only is it number one in the middle of the rack, which was just ridiculous to me because everything else in the stack was back heat, and then you're going to pick this one like belly heat. So not only did that mess me up, but the tubs didn't really slide. And also you're the exact same thing. The heat had to be jacked up so high to even get the right temperatures that I wanted in there. Like that, that right. tape was on forever. It took a very long time. I pulled yeah. those plastic things off, and the tubs just warmed up quickly. So, I don't know. Huh. Maybe I'll have to email him and find thing... out if that's supposed to be there or not. Like, I don't I don't know if that's, like, a shipping thing or, like, you know, but I don't know. I don't know. I'll have to hit him up. Um, but... Okay. What about... Let's see. So I have, uh, let's see, what do you want to do next? I have uh, handling equipment, medical equipment, lighting, medicine. Uh, oh, no, I said that. Uh, equipment for eggs, right. uh, cleaning oh, equipment. Well. Let's do cleaning. Okay. That's a good one. Okay. What do you, what do you use? Uh, you, you guys go first. I'm actually going to hop in my car and relocate because there's actually a lot of people at the park and it's getting layoffs. So. I'm going okay. to so I can't like shit in the car anyway. So, all right, God, go that's going to get I'll arrested again on there. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, but uh, the what I use is I I use um, the it's Lysol with hydrogen peroxide that can uh, I spray it and it's funny because you spray it and then like it foams up in certain areas and I'm like that means it's killing something. <laughs> so you know I use that strictly as well as I'll burn through those Lysol bleach wipes for like cleaning water bowls and uh, basically just wiping down certain areas and stuff like that. And that's pretty much what I use. Um, 
I'm not the kind of guy to mix like F10 and the craziness. Um, yeah. I, uh, uh, so I, I, it's, that, that's pretty much what I use. Like, dude, I'll, you can get that at any store. And then say if I'm going to do a hard clean on a cage, I'll mm-hmm. actually use like the straight, like Lysol, this is for cleaning bathrooms spray, like bleach, like don't stick your head in the cage after you spray it down and wipe it down because it you, you'll pass out kind of stuff. And I'll do that and just leave the cage open and let it air out and, and scrub it. But that's for like, um, I usually do that if like I sold a baby and it's now tub is about to be empty and I'll spray it down, wipe it down, do all that stuff. And then I'll let the tub like sit for a while because there's not going to be another baby in there. So it, it, it kind of like a sterilization between animals kind of a deal. Um, okay. But yeah. So I'll, I'll definitely use that stuff. And um, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. A lot of bleach with stuff with that. Cause that's, I mean, when I was working at the lab, they gave you a bunch of different stuff to mm-hmm. use. Right. Um, but like chemicals and stuff like that. But the, the main thing they always would go back to is and bleach. So it's like, here's this cleaner and that cleaner. Oh, here's the biggest container. It's filled with bleach. So yeah, that's pretty much what I always go back to. Just be careful with it. I use this, um, uh, it's, so I use a couple things. I for like quick cleanups and stuff. I use this stuff. It's called uh, Super Sandy Cloth Gen. Uh, it's like a it's like a disposable wipe, but it's like medical yeah. grade quality. Um, okay. Uh, it's like uh, it's uh, I got it on Amazon. It's ZTZ disinfectant Super Sandy Cloth wipes. They come in a three pack. Okay. They're they're 160 count. Um, and, you know, it seems to work pretty good. But like I said, I use that for like a quick clean, you know, like if yeah. um, I, I, I actually use it, you know, like when I'm done, I usually try to do like a, I, I have my room breaking, broken down into sections. So when I'm cleaning, I kind of do this section and then this section and then this section on different days. Right. So I try to rotate yeah. that. But when I'm done, you know, I'll clean off whatever equipment I'm using, whether it be a hook or feeding right. tongs or whatever. It just makes it real easy to just, you know, give it a quick clean and make sure it's good. Um, yeah. I use I use chlorhexidine a lot. Um, okay. And then uh, Buddy Buscemi turned me on. I wish I, I don't know the name of it off the top of my head. I'm going to have to look up my account on Bean Farm to find out exactly what it was. Is but it, uh, it's, is it the it's F- like a green... F-10? No, it's not F10. It's like a it's a green uh chemical. Um and it's a little bit stronger, I believe, than um uh what do you call it? Uh than like chlorhexidine or whatever, but it's not quite okay. as strong as like a F10. Um so I use right. that. And that seems to work pretty good. Um and that's really my three go-tos. I don't I don't really use well, too much. And I have a question for you. Do you wear nylon gloves? I do. So do I. I have right. the disposable black nylon gloves that you can get at like, I don't know, Rite Aid and CVS and other crap like that. And it's like you wear them, and when you're finished a section or a stack, you rip them off and you put on new ones. Cause Correct. that was how the labos used to taught us. They used to have us swap gloves um, every, like, say you had a rack, 
of mice, and it was basically those big, big metal shelves on casters, and you had mm-hmm. mice facing one way, and then the backs of their cages butted up against other mice facing the other way. You would do one side, take your gloves off, and turn them inside out and put them back on, and then do the other side, and then after that you had to take the gloves off and throw them away. So it's like hmm. that's pretty much what you can do with this kind of stuff. So. Yeah, I guess my experience. I'm back, I'm with... back by the way. Oh, okay. okay. Cool. I, guess, <laughs> yeah. I guess my experience with, um, you know, working with food and stuff is like, you know, you're constantly changing gloves and wearing gloves and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So it just seemed, you know, like I said, when I go from rack to rack, you know, or cage to cage or whatever, uh, I'm changing, mm-hmm. changing the gloves. Um, but I have it breaking down in the section. I think it just makes it easier. I I don't know. I don't know if it's in my head or what. But I just um I, I just I don't have any qualms about just getting in there and you know just picking up shit and like not that I did it with bare hands, but it just makes exactly, it all the easier, right? <laughs> so much better with gloves. It's like and uh, and what was it? I think I saw somebody was wearing nylon gloves once, and they took a picture of their animal. And somebody's like, why are you wearing gloves, pussy? And it's like, seriously, it's not like, listen, they're going to bite through that. That's not the point. The point is that maybe you don't want to handle snake shit with your bare hands and then go have dinner. Like, you know, it's all right. (laughs) Jesus. It's true. Yeah, yeah, I did have gloves. I'm kind of cheap when it came to that. I only use them for the retail cages because I don't mind touching shit. But with the retake cages, it's just so grimy, and there's so much of it, <laughs> and it's all pushed in corners that I don't want to oh, get, you know, it'll get on your, it, it'll your fingernails when you get in there and you, and you crush it up. So I would just put a rubber glove on or a latex glove or whatever and just get in there and dig it all out, and then I would change gloves every retake cage because it's that much of a mess. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But it, that yeah. is a popular, th- a popular thing because I will see – you see that with pictures. Someone's handling a snake and they got a black or a purple glove on, you know, the, the latex or the nylon glove, whatever you guys are saying. And yep, yeah, yeah, not once that I think someone's wearing that for protection. <laughs> like, yeah. like protection <laughs> from teeth. It's just because it just so happens that they're cleaning and that's, you know, they didn't take their glove off because they don't want to waste it for the pick. So. Yeah. You know, I, I noticed with wearing black gloves, especially with baby carpets, I don't get bit as much. I don't know if it's <laughs> they don't just... Know what to do. <laughs> They don't know They're what to do kinda, with it. It confuses them. Yeah, yeah. It's like I don't know if it just like blocks the heat or like dulls the heat or maybe they don't like the smell of the. Well, I don't know. I don't know. But they they seem to not be as bitey. But I don't I don't care about that as much as like, just like sticking my fingers in there just to get the shit. You know what I mean? Like just get it out. You know, and sometimes just move. Yeah. Just, if I just have my bare hands, I might be. Uh, See, you're you're lucky, Matt. Your your animals only shit like every three months or something like that. <laughs> yeah, but, well, not, not when they're, but dude, not when when they're does, young. When they're young, they shit all the time. When they when right, they're young, right. they shit all the time. Yeah, and they won't always they won't always shit. But when they piss, I mean, it's a, it's a pool. You gotta get you gotta get in there. And I mean, yeah, yeah. It, it it doesn't matter how much paper or substrate you got. It's it's you got to pour that thing out. It's it's crazy how much wow. they go. That's uh, crazy. Like Lon, Lon called it, what did Lon, Lon called it the devil stew or the devil soup? Or something like that. <laughs> yeah, 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 that was it. Cool. Yeah, he had Dude, he had enough Matt, of the devil soup. He said. So. Matt's animals take a piss when he drives them for like ten minutes down the road in a display case. Oh. You know, it's he, yeah. I he mean, gets that's the hamburger. I'm watching him unpack. 
Yeah, he, he, he's like he's, I'm watching him unpack, and he's like, I have to see who pissed today, and he has to go through it. Oh, when, and you know, yeah, yeah. When they unload, and when they unload, that's when they unload the most, as I showed, because they've been holding it all in. So the ones that are clean when I'm taking my showcases out, I'm like, well, that won't be for long. So it's either when someone decides they want to see one, or they just go right in the middle. When I'm just nice and relaxed, they just go in the middle of the show. And I mean, I'm someone that would clean it out no matter what, but you have to clean it because they're swimming in it. <laughs> and, you know, it, it's just, it's crazy. So, right. But uh, what do you use for cleaning? cleaning so, so I do. Um, I don't. I, I I got a couple different things, and there's no rhyme or reason, I guess, what I decided to pick up with bottle. I use uh, the F10 mix. I use okay. chlorhexidine mix. Uh, mm-hmm. I like Clorox wipes now. It just seems to be really easy and good. I, I, I'll give them a wipe down, but I'll still use the other stuff. It, I like them just for cleaning off my black table tray, the, the wheel one that I got for the car. If something falls on there, um, I've been trying mm-hmm. to do more and more, even though I can't get all the way to the back sometimes without using this tool, wiping the, the slot of the rack, like the top of it and the sides. Like I like it. I like it for that. It gives it a quick swipe. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. that's something I think yep. I'm definitely too relaxed on. And I gotta be, I gotta be more on that. Cause just when you do wipe it, it's so filthy. And you're just thinking like everything goes up there. They're breathing. They yeah. just dry shut up there. I mean, cause when you have racks, they, they definitely mess with the top of that rack. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I like it for that reason. And um, I just use Dawn dish detergent for some stuff. That kind of uh, eliminates the smell sometimes. There's something really, you know, real, real stinky bathroom in there, whatever, um, gets that smell out. If, it didn't, if something didn't eat the rat and I get on a day later, the Dawn soap yeah. kind of takes care of that, that stink a little bit more than, than F10 or, or Quaxidine. So, uh, yeah, not, I'm not too picky with the cleaners. I don't go too, I guess I don't go too crazy. And I still mm-hmm. do the method like I think you were talking about it last week or a couple of weeks ago, where if it's not too heavy, the bathroom or just mm-hmm. like, you know, a little bit of your, uh, you know, they peed a little bit on their paper. I'll just take it out, wash it down and wipe it because I don't want to over sterilize. I, I don't think they need right. to be in a complete no. environment. I think that right. definitely affects them some. So like I said, I, I don't go too crazy with anything, um, but yeah, I'm, mm-hmm. The big thing is, and I think other people should do it too, maybe they're on top of it, and I'm the only one that's not, is getting the tops and sides of the rack. I mean, I think that really gets slacked on, and it's something yep, I yeah. still fall behind on, and I think that really needs to get done. I mean, the times I used to always do it is if something was sick or something wound up dying, then you get in there and you give it that full clean down and you're scrubbing the hell out of it. Then you notice how dirty it is, and you're like, mm. I should have been on this a while ago. Maybe this is why I had problems. So, um, right. yeah, I try, I try to get on top of that a little bit more. It is a pain in the ass because you think of a 41-quart rack or a CD70, I mean, unless you're 6'4 or, or above, you're only sitting back there. So I got this little, um, I think it's, I don't know what the hell kind of tool it is, but it's it's a thing, something I got from Target. It extends a little bit, and it has a rough brush. And if you put, like, a rag or even a Clorox wipe on there, it kind of, because it's rough, it stays on there. So I can dig in the back corners. And get in the back side. It's just that I got to be able to keep it out. And if I think it's real dirty, I got to, you know, it's going to go through the Clorox wipe. And then you got to mm-hmm. wash that brush out. So it, right. sometimes it becomes a pain in the ass. But I was thinking about getting like a Swiffer because the, the things are replaced and you can spray what you want on the Swiffer pad. That's what I use. Do something <laughs> like that. That's what I, oh, okay. That's what I was thinking of doing. So I should yeah. do that. I actually, 
I actually got something completely different. Um, we used to have these things at the zoo, uh, these handheld steam cleaners for like ah, that's okay. okay. Steam clean yeah. stuff. So I went and I got one of those, which is awesome because like you know it, it'll burn out like caked in urate like in the corner like dry, mm-hmm. got a chip at it with a like, chisel kind of thing. It'll just shoot a thing of steam at that and it just cooks it out, which is awesome. Also, if you put a rag on it, you can uh, steam clean almost like a steam mop, and you can do the I, I can do all the uh, fronts of my cages just by like wiping it. And it like steam cleans all the the top fronts of my cages and all the different levels and all that other stuff. So it's the there's a lot of different things you can do with that thing. I'm still kind of fucking with it, but it's got different uh, attachments for like brushes and scrapers and like I said, those big mop things. So uh, I've liked it so far. Um, it takes a while to heat up though, so it's like you got to do your normal cleaning and then like, all right, I got nothing to do today. Maybe I'll bust out the steam cleaner. So, you know, yeah, but eh, maybe I usually, I've used them. Um, I usually bar the one from my work whenever I get like, hmm. uh, something new or especially if I got like a used, used caging or equipment or rack or something like that. And I like give it yeah. a real good, it cleans it up real good. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty good. I mean, like I I've liked it so far, and I've used it not just in the snake room. Like I used it to clean like my, my cabinets in my kitchen. But it's like you know, it's another thing that I just kind of found it online for cheap enough, and I figured to give it a shot. I remember using them, and they were good then, so why not? So why not? Um, do you do you guys have are you guys set on like what size tubs you use for like and I'm just talking about your main project. So for you, Matt, it would be short tails for me and Owen. I guess we're really talking like carpets. But do you guys have like your tub situation, like how you're gonna raise them up? Um did have you guys put any thought into that or do you just kinda like get a rack and you're just like, Oh well, maybe I'll get this size next and try it out? Um, um I think everything's pretty much staple. I mean, everything's a couple inches off or on. And I think mm-hmm. we all have, like, our dream size tub. And, I, mm. I mean, we're probably all just grasping at straws because there's a tub that's a little bit bigger, a little bit smaller. It's a little wider than you'd like or a little deeper than you'd like. Um, yeah, I like all the sizes that I have. Um, it's it's pretty much 6-quart, 15-quart, 32-quart, 41-quart, all pretty much Starlight. And then I got yeah. uh, SB90s, which are 33 by 27 by 7. And then mm-hmm. I, that's for, like, large, larger stuff. And then even bigger, I have the, uh, the Vision, Vision Bella tubs, which are 40 by 30 by 9. So, I, I mean, I really can't complain. It, it kind of is a little misleading. With the, I mean, they're all misleading because they all taper so they can stack in each other. So when you really get down to the Vision Bella tub, I was like, wow, that's a huge tub. Well, it does taper down that taper is pretty hard. So that footprint isn't nearly as big, but it's still a huge footprint and it yeah. works well. I mean, the alternative mm. to that, as far as I know for a tub, not like a, like how freedom breeder makes a tub, like their own mold would be the Christmas tree tubs, which they're pretty nice. And I could see them for other species working well, cause they have a lot more height, but they're mm-hmm. like 50 right. or 52 inches deep. I mean, so that's a big footprint to put against your wall. You need a really big room. And I think, mm-hmm. I think they're like 52 by 18 or 20 um, wide. And I think they're 10 or 12 inches high. So that's cool for something that needs a little bit more room to go up and down. 
but I think it's a little overkill. And I know people that use it for bloods and short tails, and it seems like a great rack. I just like the ARS better. I mean, the uh, I use the ARS rack with the Vision Boa tub. So I like the Vision Boa tubs better. But yeah, okay. I'm pretty yeah. content with all my sizes. I, I like them all. I mean, for some of this arboreal stuff, uh, rather than put it in a cage so fast, I don't have any like arboreal racks. But even in, uh, I know it could be frowned upon by some people, but 15 and 32 quart tubs with a, I put a perch in there. They don't rub their back on it where I put it, and their coils don't hit the ground. So it does work until I'm ready to put that in cages, like the green right. trees and, and, and stuff like that. So Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'd say I'm pretty much the same way. It's 50, It's uh, 6 to 15 to 32 to 41 to 3-foot cage or 4-foot cage. Uh, well, in some cases, soon it'll be 6-foot. But it's like... <laughs> I have um, pretty much Sterilite, uh, 20 foot. Um, I have uh, <laughs> the Sterilites, but I have an old rack. It's a Nature's Spirit or whatever the hell. I got it from my old boss. And mm-hmm. it's the, he uses the Iris 41 quarts, which were bigger than the 41 quarts that we get currently. Like it's, they're, they're bigger, they're maybe not as tall, but they're, Larger and more square, and that's the big white one that comes out kind of laterally, kind of like uh, the the one that I keep in my side room with all my colliers. I like that one for those guys because it just seems bigger than right. the other ones. Um, yeah. And uh, but other than that, dude, it's like everything else pretty much sticks on. Um, uh, the only thing is I I do know that I don't like 28 quarts because it's like, why do I have this? Because it's just a little bit smaller than a 32 and this is dumb. I should just get a 32. So I, I had a couple 28s and I just hated them and got rid of them. Um, so I definitely love the 32s, especially for like yearlings because they blow out of the 15s pretty quick. On like yeah, my I get schedule. <laughs> yeah, I, oh, I, I, guess for, I forgot. Not... I forgot about V18s and V35s. I have them as well. Those are great for okay. babies and raise ups too. And I know Eric got them. Mm-hmm. So I just threw that. Yeah. <laughs> so I yeah, they're, the they're part of it too. So basically, basically six quart and then V18, whatever one I want to do, or six quart to V18, and some stuff will go in like V35s. I don't have a lot of V35s, but yeah, so that that would be the order. Sorry. Okay. okay. Eric, no, no. You have, but Eric, you have those long ones, right? That's what the are V18s. those? Yeah, that's, that's yeah, the V18s. V18. Yeah. Yeah. So they're I like the those. depth. They're like no, they're like the depth of a 15 quart, maybe even a little bit longer, but they're skinnier in width, and they they only have like, okay. like three and a half inches high. So they're good. Right. They're, they're nice for. I mean, they're great for a hatchling because you can keep it in there for a, a definitely longer period of time. If you if you all need right, to, so that's, and they're they're good for right, so yearlings if you keep them down in size. That's probably not what I'm for thinking about. Like, have you guys seen? Yeah. Have you guys seen those colubrid ones that like somehow go on forever? Ones. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, they're, they're like a, yeah, those are those are like yeah, they're like the V35s or the V15s, but they're really skinny. I think. Yeah, no. Nah, or they may be even longer. Ooh, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. There's a lot of tubs yeah. now. I mean, like it's a, it's a good question you ask because. I mean, it used to be six quart, or uh, then it would go 12 or 15, 28 or 32, and then you had like CD70s or 41. Now there's so many, and they're, they're, they, 
they seem to have a footprint for everybody, you know, and, and different species and, and arboreal stuff. So it, it's, I, it's hard to complain about rack size now because there's so many. If you shop around, you're going to find a tub you that fits your style, you know, and they have back heat, side heat, <laughs> belly right. heat, uh, you know, yeah. whatever you really need. I mean, they even, they're even putting, I don't know how good or what it does. I, I've seen animal plastics and I've seen other people doing it. They're putting rope LED lights in the corners of them, I think. So I guess if you wanted to give them, if you felt like you had a black rack and you, they weren't getting enough light cycle, that they get lights or something, I, or maybe just make your your room look cooler. I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm not against it, but I don't have any LEDs in the back of my racks. Yeah, I I just well for me when it comes to lighting, I really wouldn't use like to me. I guess the um, the lights are more for the animal, and I just have a window in my room, so it just makes it easy to do that, so I don't have to worry about that. Because it's not like you yeah. can. See them, I guess. I mean, maybe it'll give a little bit of something. I don't know, but um, see, I was thinking about xing out the fifteen quart tub. Um, really, I, don't know. I love I like those. The 15 quart. I actually I love, love the those. Quart. Well, it yeah. just seems like you know, you're in. The, if I'm going to use the six quart, then it just seems I would mm-hmm. just go straight to the, you know, twenty eight or the thirty two. I think the vision is thirty five, which is like that. Mm rack I have that has like 22 slots. You know what I mean? It's like, it's kind of like this, yeah. the width of a uh, CB70, but it's maybe half the, the, the length, if you will. Yeah. Gotcha. So see, I want to, I want to go get one of those racks that does the 32. Is it the one that does the 32 and the 15 at the same time? Like it can have the one that I, yeah, I got a bunch of them. Yeah. I, yeah, got a bunch I want of them. one of those. Yeah. Yeah. Those and that's what's great about the 15 quart is because you can do that, I guess you would call it like a hybrid rack, where you mm. have your choice. You know, I have them nine high, so I can either have 932s or 18, 15 quarts. Uh, so that works. I mean, that's great. And, yeah. and you can't really beat that. They were the first racks I bought because I had small size stuff. And I'm, it's great for when someone's like, ah, what kind of rack should I get? I mean, that gives you a, a good hey, you can use the 15-quart now, and when it gets a little bigger, just go ahead and get yourself a 32-quart and, and bump it up. So, yeah. actually, they're making a lot more of them kind of hybrid racks where it's like, I know, like, Freedom Breeder and ARS have that, where you can do, like, a different level. Like, you can have one rack, but every level has different style. Different you know, size racks. So you can tell I mean, stuff, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, that, that's great I for, mean, like, pet owners or people doing it a little bit smaller that they just – they're not they're undecided you know you don't have to get one unit of 41 or cd70s you can get a couple levels of everything and you can be taken care of in a couple levels you know you can have every you know from baby to adult in, in a in a three-level yeah. rack so yeah, pretty, yeah. It's pretty I, cool. do ha- I do have them uh i think i i got a couple of them from you matt and then i just added yeah. i bought some from animal plastics those that one that you can do either one and i do like the that 15 and the 32 yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, do like that's, that. But that's a cool thing. So if you want to get rid of 15s, then you just have a bunch of 32 quarts, which is a great size tub. So. Yeah. Right. I mean, oh no. It's, yeah, it's your call. It's not really a bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, your, it's, just a, it's just a preference. I just think um, the 15 for me with short tails, it seems like they move up into that 15 quart tub and they stay there for a while and they're pretty rock solid in there. It seems to be like their favorite tub. <laughs> I don't know if it's age or whatever. <laughs> 
But it's right. like when they get in that tub, they start growing more and they feed. And it's like yeah. when they go to 32, they sometimes get a little skittish, even though they're plenty ready for a 32. And every once in a while, I got to back them down into a 15. And they're like stuffed into this 15. And I give them a couple weeks more in there. And I'm like, all right, you can't be in here anymore. You got to go to 32. So Yeah. I, I, I like the 15s as a stepping stone where it's like babies are born, they go in the six. And then if I pick my holdbacks, around about a year they move up into the 15s and then they spend about a year year and a half in the 15s and then they're in the 32s and then into from the 32s to the 41s so it's like i like that having that stepping stone because i get my holdbacks out of my six courts because i need those for the new babies well i would if i ever breed carpets again because now that's up in the air i mean i can't even breed any snakes <laughs> now so you say there's wow. not a rush there's no need to hurry the holdbacks out of the six courts this season. So, you know. Well, you know, I like the six court. I, I mean, I like the V18 rack for the for the baby carpets, right? And I think a lot of people right. in Australia, well, I shouldn't say, a lot of the main breeders in Australia seem to uh, use that rack. Um, but I think the problem that I do, the, the thing I don't like about that for carpets and if mm. I was doing chondros as well, um, or scrubs, stuff like that, that's like the arboreal. Like, I like that six-quart tub because you can put that, uh, you know, the David Brahms uh, perch thing, pulse perch that yeah. makes the 3D perches. Um, and it fits in there. In the, in the V18s, too, I think. They make a, yeah. even like a shallow one. Oh, really? Huh. Yeah, they I'll do. Look that up. Um, yeah, I, it just didn't seem I as high to get that it. leverage, you know? Yeah. I think if you, um, Jake from the Hepeticulture podcast, I think he posts pictures uh, like that. He has like a V18 huh. or something, I, if I'm not mistaken. And he even puts like a plane on there or something. It actually looks really nice. But I was like, huh, yeah. that's weird because you would think, but like three and a half inch, what are you really going to do arboreal wise? But for like, you know, baby carpets or even chondros, you can still get them to perch on there and you're not messing them up. You're not hitting them off the ceiling and they're not draping coils on the ground. So. Right. So you, I think they do have them. So huh. you're wrong. I'm gonna have to look that up. <laughs> Loser. <You're wrong. laughs> yeah. I'm going to his site now. Let's see. I guess he could build anything yeah. that you actually ask him for. Yeah, yeah. yeah he worked, measurements. He with, yeah. Yeah, he worked with me. I, I moved uh, my female rough scale into a cage, and I like the um, Amazon tree boa. Uh, like it goes into a 15 quart. Uh-huh. I think mm. they have like four inch stands. I got him to do nine inch like uh stands for it and i bought a ladder to it and it has the water bowl holder so that's what i have my my that's how my rough scales are going to be set up well the female is set up that way fancy shit you know i just threw mine in a box with mulch i mean you know it (laughs) you get the plastic ladder and stuff you know god well you would think you would baby the shit out of it i did i was like it it looks nice Uh-huh. The thing is, I decided I decided the rough scales are going to stay in the basement. Nothing is natural no. or natural set up in the basement. And I was thinking of getting them like cork bark and putting them on repti chip and all this stuff. And I said, it's not really my style for the basement. And I'd rather just be able to get in there and clean easier with them. So I just mm-hmm. went paper, black, black plastic hide box under the under the perch thing and mm-hmm. the ladder, and it works good. I mean. She goes in the hide box most of the day, starts coming out like towards five o'clock, perches on there, and at nighttime she's out there hunting pretty much, not hunting, but like she's looking for food. So, um, 
Yeah, she seems to dig it so far. I was worried the first couple. She's real nice and, and out of the rack. I mean, I could always just scoop her up. And I was like, here we go. Now she's in a cage. Watch her be evil because I heard some of your stories. And now she was pretty cool. I mean, I was a little bit more cautious. But um, mm-hmm. he was fine. Yeah. Just a, it was yeah. a bitch getting her tail off of the uh, – I had to take out the whole <laughs> the whole setup because she was, like, locked onto that thing. So I was like, all right, this kind of kind of sucks, but whatever. Yeah. I I just shared – I looked on their site, and what they have is – I looked on their site. It's a VE-108 11-tub perch. So I guess it's for Reptile Basics VE. E108 and it looks similar to that rack but it's a little bit taller and if I could actually find it. Is it taller? That, all right, maybe. Yeah, maybe a little I bit. Mm. Maybe it's I was a, wrong. All right, well whatever. <laughs> no, 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 no. I <laughs> never knew they made such a tub. This tub is actually really cool for arboreal stuff. I'm uh, if Yeah, the, I, v, I, I, the VE racks. That's weird. The VE racks are you pretty nice too. Um Yeah. No, I I I didn't uh, well, I'm not on there, but I just know the V oh. Uh, they're across from me at Tinley, and their racks are like they're plastic, but they're like so like I don't know they're like so slick and shiny. They're they're pretty. I I mean it's just a plastic rack, but they're like very hmm. smooth and yeah. down. I don't know I don't know how to explain it, but um yeah they got nice. I mean it looks like they got nice products. So yeah. I mean I'm I'm yeah. kind of animal plastic sea serpent guy, but uh so but you know black plastic racks I, I don't it's hard to go wrong with them sort of unless someone. Plus, Owen's building them himself. That's the only way you can really go wrong. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Uh, um, you know. All right. So for our last uh, last thing, what do you want to hit on as far as this, you want to talk, like, what do you have in your medical thing or equipment for eggs or baby pythons? Or both. We can uh, do both if you want. <laughs> I, I don't, it don't matter yeah. to me. It don't matter. Okay. Uh all right, let's do uh do you have do you have a medical kit? And what do you have in it? Yeah. Uh I just have I guess medical supplies. I mean is it, um Yeah, like do you I have certain everything. stuff that you keep as far as on hand, as far as like do you keep Neosporin yeah. or Benadine yeah, in, my, or... in my room yeah, in my in my room where, you know, my sink is I have that plastic drawer. I got Benadine, I got Neosporin, I got uh Q tips with the wooden tip, like the wooden handle Q tips. Yeah. I mm. got one of them. It's multiple sizes where you can open the snake's mouth and it's got a hole in it in the middle. It's clear. Oh, yeah. The metal so you thing. Open the snake's mouth, you can work with it. Cause, yeah. Yeah. Cause my old style was a pen and I saw one of them and I'm like, that, <laughs> that, that tool is like so much. I have the same thing. Open up the yeah. Mouth. It, it, yeah. It's, it's, mm-hmm. It's a good thing and a bad thing. I haven't had to really open up a snake's mouth since I've had it, and I've had it for a while now, so that's kind of a good thing. But if I need yes. to, I mean, it's going to make a world of difference. Um, I have syringes in case i got to poke anything or draw anything out. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see, what else do I have? I, I do have rubber gloves on hand in case of anything. Uh, what else? Alcohol. Uh, I, think I think I even have gauze. I have uh, 3M tape. In there, so yeah, I actually do have a good amount of stuff. I think I do have some other stuff too. I believe um, right. six popsicle sticks. I use them to open up the mouth too after I got tired of pens, but I don't now. I don't use them for that. But uh, right. yeah, mm-hmm. so I got I got probes if you need probes. I, well, actually, Joe and Melissa have my probes right now, so I don't have my probes right now. They okay. Them. Oh um, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I don't. I can't remember the last time I probed anything. Anyway, 
I mean, I need to probe mm-hmm. a lot of chondros because I don't know half my sexes, but I need someone there to <laughs> assist me with chondro Hold probing because yeah. there's, yeah, I'm used to stuff with rough skin where you can rough it up a little bit. So I'm I'm not used to what chondros throw at you with how delicate their skin can be. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. but that's, I probably have more if you guys name stuff. I might be like, yeah, I got that too. But yeah, that that sounds like pretty much it. Right. So, um, nothing for me. Yeah. I don't have band-aids or anything down there. <laughs> Everything's for the snake. Yeah, so, right. I got yeah. paper. I got paper towels and duct tape if I'm bleeding. You know, yeah, like yeah no, I do have duct uh, tape. I do have duct tape. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for mine, I have pretty much everything Matt mentioned, plus Frontline and Nick's for if you got to treat anything new for like oh. mite or anything like that. I didn't. I didn't yeah. consider that medical, but yes, I have that shit too. Okay. Yeah. Um, I also have um, a pinky pump that I've never used because that's the most useless thing you could ever buy. Um, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's where the pen comes in handy. That's your pinky pump. Exactly. You push the pen down there. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, I have cornstarch because that can be used as a clotting powder. Okay. So if somebody yeah. hurt, you just kind of jam cornstarch in there and uh, it'll stop anything that's bleeding. I've had to use it twice when babies rip their umbilicus and they're like bleeding you just kind of put a bunch of cornstarch in your hand and just kind of like tap the baby with it and it just mm-hmm. clots it all up um okay and that's pretty much it i mean like everything matt mentioned um i, I left out and then, i left that ky I, le- I got ky for yep. prolapses and, and some sugar oh, sugar's right in the kitchen so yep, they, you sure know, right I the kitchen. ky i actually make a ky sugar paste and then paint it on the prolapse if I need to. That's kind of what I. That's kind of what I do, and it works really good. So, I mean, yeah. Kim like, Why do you bring the sugar downstairs? Yeah. Don't worry <laughs> so, about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what do you do? Just mix it up and then just smack it on the the prolapse and then. Yeah. I ha- yeah, I have a little red mixing cup down there, and then I will sort of squirt some KY on there, put a little bit of water, and then throw some sugar in there, and make like not a thick paste, and you know. Um, when they do have a prolapse, I clean the tub out real good. You kind of got to moisten the paper, so it kind of will rub off. Mm. You gotta keep, the way I do it is I kind of reapply it a few times that night, get a nice thick coat on there, make sure they keep on having it on there. And mm-hmm. it, it does work well. It makes it draw it. I mean, maybe just the moist paper helps to draw it too, but I used mm-hmm. to do that way, just soak them, and then you just have a prolapse snake swimming around. That's all you have. So the, <laughs> In sugar water, there, yeah. The sugar mm-hmm. paste. But yeah. Yeah. So... Mm. I like that idea. Okay. Lot, yeah. Actually. So um, K- KY yeah. is, and it's always a good thing if my friends see I have KY in the basement with the snakes. They're, you know, they're <laughs> kind of snake people. Like, Why do you got KY? Like, you know. Don't so, tell me my uh, business. It's like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I pretty much have right. the same, same, same stuff. The only thing new that I added, and I, I was talking to Matt about this, and I don't know if I'm ever going to use it or not, but I have it just in case, is a dissecting mm. kit. Um, oh my God! <laughs> I don't know if I would be able to do that to a to a snake that I had, but I don't know. I think I think right. like you know how like when you, you, you something dies and you're like, I wonder why it died, and then you know you well, see some brave souls you know where they at? just. You know, well, they... I think that's how you learn, right? Right. Right. But let me put it this way: I have scalpels, and I did have 
one of my jaguars die when she was gravid, and I did cut her open because I thought the eggs would still be good. They were not, but you know, it's something to have. But uh, again, you might never use it, or you might use it a bunch. Who knows? So, yeah. oh, I hope it's not a bunch. <laughs> you know, I hope not. <laughs> yeah. yeah, really. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It was like fifteen bucks. I was like, eh, you know, you never know. I don't know. So, but uh, no, it is, yeah, I, we were we were talking about that. I, I would like to do that. I don't know what I'm. It helps you learn about the inside of your snake. It would just be, you know, it could be rough and and smells and all that stuff. But you, you got to man up uh-huh. and do it. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I think you can just learn a lot. Experienced. Yeah, if we had yeah. someone around that was experienced for the first couple times, and you're not dissecting a, a baby. You know, at least a sub adult mm-hmm. or, you know, something like that. You right. can learn a lot more. Right. So. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'll take it to Dr. D. <laughs> Dr. D. He <Yeah>. retired. <laughs> he retired, no, he guys. He's he, gone. He, he didn't retire. He left when I, I, I went there not longer. He cracked up. He said, where did you get that at? His whole staff, his, his staff peaked in and started cracking up. They're like, he'll never retire. And he was like, I'm not retiring. <laughs> and so I don't Weird. know. Because I got told by multiple people he was done. All right, whatever. He just doesn't. He doesn't want to see you anymore, Owen. He's like, that's it. it. Must be it. Yeah. Don't tell that guy. I retired. Yeah, I want to hear. I retired. Damn. Well, unless he snuck and did it, he he really left. He was like, "Where did you hear that from?" I was like, "Owen." (laughs) He's like, "Why did I retire?" Because I got told that I haven't been down to ever because I'm up here. He's not retired. I was there right. like six months ago. He cracked up when I said that. So, all right. Yeah. Cool. cool. Um, all right. Uh, I, what about as far as uh, babies? Do you have any special equipment you use as far as babies go? Uh, I incubators and vermiculite in <laughs> tubs. That's pretty much it, right? Well, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if you ever had situations that arose and you just like, and then you had that, like for one that comes to mind is like the, remember the foot powder stuff uh, for the eggs. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. That's in my I kit still didn't too. Get that. I still oh. didn't get that. I have to, I have to get it. My, my eggs mold and they just die. <laughs> so that's <laughs> what happens to mine. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. yeah Natural was, selection at its I finest. Mean, I, I, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm. I guess in a way it would be good to just say that, like it was meant to be. But you know, you want to try to save the egg, and I'm sure Owen does it. So I'm sure. I mean, have you had snakes that you've kept and they've obviously gone on without problems? I'm, I'm sure that happens all the yeah. time. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I had, I had one clutch. It was just something was bad, and it was just you were. I was fighting for like for the past. I think the last like three weeks, it was every day going down there and pouring powder on these things and dusting them off and, you know, just, and then eventually the baby's hatched. I'm like, good, please God get out of these horrible eggs. And yeah, <laughs> I mean, I had a, I had like, I think one or two died in the egg, but everybody else out of the clutch popped out fine. And it was just like, okay, cool. Let's go out of the pool. So yeah. Um, huh. What I, was that? Well, we're talking about, we're talking yeah, about that. So what do you use for, because this is a huge, like, I really old school with it, and, and I have no plans on changing. Uh, so I use vermiculite, straight up vermiculite. Right. I mix perlite in there. I hatched, 
I mean, I, I don't see green tree people doing that at all. I'm sure they have before, but I was a little nervous about that because I did the green tree clutch on there and they hatched fine. And I put eggs right. laid on the vermiculite. I don't bury them. I kind of snug them in there, but I don't use a light mm. diffuser box or anything. So what do you guys use? I know some people use the water and they got the, um, what are them, the sim containers. So yeah, that's what, what I, I use. Those. I use the I sim containers. The containers. Do yeah. you? You hate them? Yeah, <laughs> I do. Why? I tried doing the sim container thing with my Woma eggs last year, like on water, and I just uh-huh. I I just I kept fucking it up. Like there kept being like water splashing onto my eggs, and it was just it, you know I'm a gorilla on a good day with like things, <laughs> and no, it was not happening. So I just I couldn't stand it. I actually use straight perlite because I remember my first couple oh, clutches okay. like I bought bags of vermiculite from like the bean farm and it was like they're the this is the be- this vermiculite is the best vermiculite you can use for your reptiles it's like cut differently than the vermiculite you uh, get at like Lowe's it's like I bought into that bullshit it's like <laughs> no so I, I just go get straight perlite from Lowe's or Home Depot and that's what I use for my stuff and then I put the eggs on the light diffuser. Okay. Uh, okay. Don't you have to be careful, though, with that? I was going to say, don't you have to be careful with that, Owen, because they add shit to it now? Like, they add, like... They add shit to vermiculite, too. I mean, you know, or soil. It's like, dude, my eggs aren't even in contact, or the babies aren't even in contact with that stuff. It's... Oh, okay. I've not had any problems. I've had eggs right... I like putting eggs right on there. Substrate, yeah, and then I, so I, I have a little bit of experience. I only have one experience with Paralyte. I helped my friend hatch his retip clutch because he was mm-hmm. moving and his incubator was down. So he ran the eggs over. He did the mix. I don't even know how he mixed it, but they were in thirty-two quart tubs and uh, with just straight Paralyte. It was just heavy, heavy as hell. And I, uh-huh. I don't know how much water he put in, or if it does that all the time. Like I, so, I have to a vermiculite. I go in every two to three days for the first, like, 30, 40 days and just open the tub, turn the tub around. Sometimes i got to wait for some conversation. In the last couple days or weeks, it can, you know, they it, they start heating up a little more, so you got to wipe them more. Mm-hmm. I had to wipe this Paralyte box, like, every other day. If not, it would have water drippers on there, and I'd have to do, like, a crazy <laughs> balancing act so the water didn't drip on the egg. So it was I, – I don't know if it's always like that or he just mixed so much water in there. I mean – I think he did too much water. Perfectly. All right, it hatched perfectly. Yeah. I mean, these retake eggs were perfect, yeah. and uh, everything hatched fine. But it was just, I was like, man, if you got to go through this with Paralyte and wipe it every day, this is a pain in the ass. I, I <laughs> don't wipe any of mine. I don't. I don't even, and I, I don't start seeing condensation. Yeah, nope. I don't see any wipe. I don't have to do any wiping, and I don't start seeing any condensation on my egg boxes until we're like a week away from hatching. Do you now, now? Do you have holes in your tub, or do you keep a solid yeah. tub? No, I, got I, holes I don't have tubs, holes in my I tub. Think. I don't have holes. I think so I, I have, do. It's a lock. <laughs> it's a lock lid. It isn't airtight like a Ziploc lock lid, but it, it's yeah. a lock lid. And I yeah. do the probe in the middle. Actually, I just got asked that question today. I do the probe in the middle of my incubator. I don't put it in a box. So I think you get a little bit of different temperatures all over the incubator, because so when I take it out the outside of the tub will have the condensation. So if I spin it, 
it'll just it'll take care of itself. Like I'll just open the tub and spin it because it'll be on the sidewall. That's mm-hmm. what I'll get like that. So it it just must be a little bit different in, on the sides of the incubator than, than in the middle. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I, I know it's I different mean, for everybody. Some people swear by putting the probe in the box. You can't do it outside. Some people say you can't put it in the box. So I know there's like you know there's a million different ways to do it, but some people just don't. You know they get freaked out. I tried yeah, it in I the mean, box before. It's like when the when the clutch decides to almost hatch, it heats up, so it's going to change everybody's mm-hmm. temperature. So it's almost like you'd have to make a false chamber box, and in the incubator, that for me, it's wasting a slot. So I couldn't yeah. have that option. So mine just hangs out. My probe just hangs out in the middle of my incubator. Um, yeah. I'm not sure if okay. I have holes in my egg boxes because I've just been using the same egg boxes forever, and I haven't looked at them like intently in a while because i put eggs in them and then babies come out so clearly they're working so it's um yeah but it's like i usually mix the perlite to um it's one to one and i and and when i was first started i was like measuring like with measuring cups now it's like yeah put I perlite in too. i don't spray water <laughs> mix it till it's like wet sand and then you're good like that it's like yeah i mean it is what it is. You just get used to it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I just use the, uh, the, I just use the, uh, what do you call it? Um, the sim containers, sim containers. Mm-hmm. And then I put, a uh, uh, either a pencil or a, it's actually a dowel rod is what it is on the back. Mm-hmm. I got that hack from buddy Buscemi and you like, kind of like yeah, put it on the back of the roll. container. So it just rolls down. Yeah. You never have to worry about that. So, Works pretty good. See, I tried that with the Womas, and I just kept screwing up. And, and I think that clutch was bad <laughs> anyway, but, mm-hmm. like, it, it was just very frustrating. <laughs> so, you know, I might let yeah. her maternally incubate just because I don't know what I'm doing. So, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Not a bad idea. I, yeah, I only right. did one. I only, had the, I only had the balls to do with Royal Python. So, the only time I ever did the maternal incubation. And it worked really well, but... Too nervous with anything else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bunch of sissies. Yeah, I know man. Eric's a pro with that. <laughs> I know, I knew you. Hey, I know you. hey, well, hey. Well, bloods, bloods and short tails aren't the greatest, Mom. Sometimes they'll beehive it, but it don't take them much to just unravel. So they're, uh, you yeah, know, they're a tougher species. But I, I, I mean, when I, when I saw them. the green tree, when I saw the green tree laying on eggs, I'm like, oh, that looks. She was in the box and everything. I'm like, that would be cool. And yeah, like three minutes later, I'm like, nah, we're incubating. Give me these. Yeah, and I was glad. I, and I was glad I did because I don't know. It, was, it would have been. It would have been scary. Yeah, I will do yeah, that no one day. You. I saw somebody hatched out. I can't remember who it was, but somebody had a clutch that was hatching out of, of uh, green trees. And sure enough, there was maternal incubation. And like seeing those little yellow and red babies like popping out of the green coils, oh, man, it just looked badass. Yeah, that's that, that's cool. Maybe one day, but not 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 in the next. You guys can years. live I'm, through me. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, haven't, okay. I haven't tried hard at green trees. I'm going to try hard again this year, I think, for a couple. But they'll go in the incubator. If I see eggs, they're going in the incubator again. So right. Too nervous. Yeah. Cool. And if I get rough scout, well, rough scouts are a while away. But yeah, they'll go in the incubator. I'm not waiting to make little dimples on them like Owen. They're going right in the incubator. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna hatch all the same. They're not gonna have temples all there once they hatch. All right. Nice. 
but oh, and it's a race. You better uh, hurry up, man. You better hurry up. Hey, race. I'm, I'm hey. a while away. I'm, I'm a while. You don't away. gotta tell me. I mean, my boy, my, the male is. He's starting to fill out, and I'm like, damn, you're looking like more. Every, like every day, he looks like a little bit more mature to like my eyes. And then yeah. the female just went into a shed. So when she comes out of it, if she comes out of it hitting rodents like she did going into it, uh, we might be on pace here. So we'll see. Not that I'm, like, nervous, freaking out, and I don't want to put them together. But, yeah, <laughs> we should be on pace here. <laughs> yeah. By the time you breed rough scales is by the time I'm going to get rogue video number two up on uh, YouTube. Yeah, well, yeah. That's <laughs> never like a plan. <laughs> Nobody yeah, wants to like see that point. kind of crap. You know, yeah. it's, yeah. But, okay. Well, I think we are, uh, we're in, uh, what time is it? Yeah. Okay. All right. So, I don't know. Anything else you guys want to hit on before we jump off or what? <sighs> nah, I mean, this probably, <laughs> I mean, you're talking equipment and all. We could probably talk all night, but I think that, I think we covered a good, a good amount, I guess. Yeah. I know people so. want to hear more about thermostats or, or yeah. water bowls. Uh, I mean, water bowls are always important. No more. Uh, <laughs> we don't got time yeah. for water bowls. Yeah, I'll I'll know, that's an entire show. That's a zone episode. I will ask. I, and I'm saying water bowls for, for mini baby hooks. I do. Like, I, have have, a, I have a. Do you use them though? Because like, I, I have several. But I'm I like, do. I just usually just pick up the baby with my hands. Like, uh, I like what, do I use what do I use it for? You know what I use it for? I use it for feeding day for the V18s and the six core sometimes because sometimes they're just right there and it's e- it's easier. Like right. I have a whole system. Um, right. And I use it actually for the two carpets I got off of you guys because them things just they don't they don't want to be held. <laughs> so I use, yeah, it, well, I, I use it. for I use it to get the rhino rat snakes out. I, I use it. I definitely use that for the rhino rat snakes to get them out. Okay. Actually, um, I got a carpet back um, that was – I originally gave it to Lon, and it, like, went around the world and came back to me. Um, and, like, it is this same Spitfire Hellion that, you know, Lon <laughs> said it was. Like, that, that thing has not changed. So, yeah, there you go. Awesome. I got a snake back, too. Uh-huh. Yay! Oh, oh, oh. Man, oh, that's my fault. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one's on me. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Um. Yeah. Well, we can always do a round two. I'm sure if people have questions or whatever, or want us to get into more details or what, you know, just send me a message and we can go from there. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. I'm sure Matt's always up for coming on again. But um. <laughs> Have we got to start with water bowls, though? And I, I was going to say, by water, that's the way we say it. For use it as water yeah. or whatever you say. <laughs> and then no, I, water. I, I, think I, caught, I think I caught, I'll address it now, I think I caught shit on, um, on Joe and Melissa's podcast because I said a snake was under a towel. So we say <laughs> in Philly, a towel. That's a, that's a yeah. towel. A towel, yeah. I can't, you know, that's a, No, um, we say it I think correct. Nick, Everybody else is wrong. Yeah. yeah, I think only Nick Scally feels our pain because his accent's way worse than ours. So, True. you know, he, he gets it. So, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a towel. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so if you hear me say towel, like you think it's a dog's towel or something, that's what I mean, like when you dry your body with when you get out of the shower, a towel. Grab the towel, I need to dry off. Right. So, yeah. Right. Awesome. 
right. Um, cool. Uh, I guess we'll give our things and we'll get out of here. So we'll start with you, yeah. Matt. Where, where can people get in touch with you? Check out what you got going on. Besides Facebook. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Facebook, just yeah, fa- Facebook, <laughs> Facebook, Philly Hurt Pediculture. I have a business page. You can find me also under my name, Matt Manitola, on Facebook. I just recently changed my Instagram to Philly Herp, so it's easier to find me than FKD Matt 215 it's, it's not a business page. It's, it's business and my personal page, but it's under Philly Herp now. It's my Instagram. Uh, my mm-hmm. website is still down. <laughs> One of these years, I'll get around to redoing it. I right. think it redirects you to an actual herpes site, so you want to go visit it and, you, you know, oh, go find some information, Learn. just not on snakes. Learn about uh, herpes. Yeah, that's, that, that's about it. And then email, uh, email at fkdmat at comcast.net. I still get hit up from there from time to time, so that works okay. out. Cool. So that's it. YouTube coming in 2020? Is that uh, – <laughs> I don't know. My son's doing it now, so that be you know he might light a fire under my ass. He did a pretty good uh, video today yeah, man. for his first first yeah, video. Dude. Yeah, I was pretty impressed. He was yeah. all embarrassed about it, and I'm like, I think it was good. I I I couldn't do that well. And he's doing nah, it all from the impressed. phone. He edited it all from his phone and and all that stuff. So nice. Pretty I'm good. He did good. Maybe other time him do it for me. Yeah, you maybe know, other time him like... do it for me. Do it. There you go. And then yeah. you can do ours. You know, God. <laughs> there you go. He wants He wants to be, uh, that's the new kid. You know, when we were kids, I, well, I don't know, when people want to be, I want to be like, I want to play for the Eagles. He wants to be a right. YouTuber. So, you know, figure that's that's the new thing. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Uh, let's see. For us, MoreliaPythonRadio.com. Um, and uh, email is info at moreliapythonradio.com. Um, and for myself, uh, it's ebmorelia.com. Uh, and my email is eric at ebmorelia.com. Uh, Carpet Fest, Northeast. We should have said this at the beginning of the show, I guess, right? Yeah, June 8th, probably. Warminster, <laughs> PA. Um, it's really like a month away. So we should really yeah. get on this. <laughs> yeah. So we're working on the logo, right, Owen? That's happening. Yes, I, I, okay. I am. I have uh, chained Jeff Frederick to a desk and uh, refused to allow him to get up until he pumps out a logo. Okay. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's, um, but now uh, Jeff's working on it, and uh, I will once we get it, I will put it on up for sale so that we can get it all done. Because I want to try to get it to the point where we have enough time for people to buy their stuff and also for it to be at Carpet Fest. So, yeah, we'll try to do that. We're working as fast as we can. Um, Also, if you are coming to Carpet Fest or wish to come to Carpet Fest, contact myself or Eric and let us know what you want to bring. And then I will put up a post tomorrow asking for donations to the auction. Uh, We already have a few people that have come forward with stuff, but we're going to throw up the official thing tomorrow along with the uh food things we're going to start i'll update all the facebook pages and do all that stuff tomorrow this way we kind of like make the announcement official so okay there you go beautiful yeah all right and then you (laughs) (laughs) you now you go my turn oh my turn okay sorry um rogue retics well you know you've got a rogue rogue retics um (laughs) 
you killed him. Um, you can go to RogueReptiles.com. I think it's Rogue-Reptiles.com. Check out all that stuff. Uh, I did, just like Matt, change my Instagram to now it's Rogue underscore Reptiles. It's much easier to find and say. You don't have to spell my last name. Uh, so you can go over there and give it a like over there. It will just be strictly snakes. Um, I'll probably just, because uh, I get yelled at by my family to make a personal one and then a snake one because they don't want to mm-hmm. see the snakes. And it's, wow. I don't know. Anyway, so <laughs> Rogue underscore Reptiles, go check that out. As far as shows go, I will be at Hamburg this weekend. I will not be vending, but I can drop stuff off. Uh, and then, of course, we'll keep everyone informed if I find another one that I want to do. Uh, so that's pretty much it. Uh, we'll say thanks everybody for listening and we'll catch everybody back here next week at the normal time for some more Morelia Python radio. (laughs) Good night. All right.